the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred, thirty three ninety three. Welcome. Uh, great to have you with us uh, to start another brand new week. Thought that weekend would never end. Right? I mean, I'm sure everybody felt that way. Yeah, I kind of wanted it then. Let's get right back to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you uh, you had kind of a bad weekend football-wise, didn't you? Like every one of your teams lost. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Let's put that off. BYU also... Uh, uh, won their game, but it was maybe the most frustrating 30-3 to victory in the history of football. Um, maybe we'll talk about that later as well. But uh, Friday night, Ted Cruz and Beto got together in the first all-Hispanic debate that I know of for the Senate seat. <laughs> Except for it's not. Uh, there was a Hispanic there, but it wasn't uh, the Irishman, uh, Beto O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke. Uh they had kind of a spirited debate on Friday. I don't think they like each other a great deal. Huh. And uh, Ted Cruz started out by telling, eh, just the very beginning of the debate, but he, he he was telling O'Rourke how offensive his comments were about police officers and Jim Crow. Let me say right now, I think it is offensive to call police officers modern-day Jim Crow. That yes. is not Texas. That's your, that's your time, Senator. Please, please, audience, please. Please. No applause. Please. What Senator Cruz said is simply untrue. I did not call police officers modern-day Jim Crow. Mm, you kind of did. Uh, you kind of did. Yeah, not kind of. He did. I, I mean, we have that. Um, let's see. Where uh, Do I have that here? Or did we play it on video last week? You have it? Cool. You have the original comments, and then we'll get back to the debate. Here's Here's what he did say. Uh, about Jim Crow and police officers and all that. That system of suspecting somebody solely based on the color of skin, searching that person solely based on the color of their skin, stopping that person solely based on the color of their skin, shooting that person solely based on the color of their skin, throwing the book at that person, letting them drop behind bars solely based on the color of their skin. It is why some have called this I think it is an app description. The new Jim Crow. Oh, all right. What is that? He did say it. He didn't. I mean, it's not even out of context. Yeah, he it's, didn't say some have said it and move on. No. He said, and I think it's apt to call it that. He was talking about all these police procedures that he thinks are terrible. And then he compared it to Jim Crow. Apt, appropriate, or suitable in the circumstances. He said it was apt to call it that. He, he, abso- he absolutely did say it. He, he's a lying sack of crap. Hmm. But of course he has to deny it because in the context of this debate, that looked really bad for him. I mean, the people were hearing that for the first time and, and he's like, oh yeah, I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't have the general public hearing that. I can't admit to that. Then he started in on uh, the death of another unarmed black man. Um, this one was the really unfortunate and, and yes, very strange incident that happened of tragedy that happened a couple of weeks ago here in Dallas. Here's what he said. 
with the tragic shooting death of Botham Jean. You have another unarmed black man killed in this country by law enforcement. Now, no member of law enforcement wants that to happen. No member of this community wants that to happen. But we've got to do something better than what we've been doing so far. If African Americans represent 13% of the population in this country, that they represent one-third of those who are shot by law enforcement, we have something wrong. If we have the largest prison population on the face of the planet and it is disproportionately comprised of people of color, we have something wrong in this country. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on who's committing the crimes. If they're committing the crimes, they're committing the crimes. If they're just being randomly put into prison, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but is that what your is that what your claim is? I mean, I this is amazing uh, that he continues to spew this, and he does it at every campaign stop, at every rally, at his little running. Uh, Town halls, or whatever he calls them. Yeah, don't forget about the Musica con Beto events. Yeah, let's not forget those. Those are great. <laughs> uh, Ted says he's seen, he's been to too many police funerals uh, because of hateful rhetoric and called a work out for uh, false statements. I believe everyone's rights should pre- be protected, regardless of your race, regardless of your ethnicity. But I'll tell you something. I've been to too many police funerals. I was here in Dallas when five police officers were gunned down because of irresponsible and hateful rhetoric. I was at the funeral in Houston at Second Baptist Church where Deputy Goforth had been shot in the back of the head at a service station because of irresponsible and hateful rhetoric. Just now, Congressman O'Rourke repeated things he knows aren't true. He stated, for example, white police officers are shooting unarmed African-American children. The Washington Post fact-checked that claim and conclude Congressman O'Rourke was wrong. But I'll tell you something, that rhetoric does damage. That rhetoric divides us on race. It inflames hatred. We should be bringing people together. Right. Uh, So this is a fiery debate. And they're kind of leveling charges back and forth here. Um, and I think Ted's getting the better of him here. Now, I, I, I don't know if everybody continually says that O'Rourke is likable, Ted Cruz isn't. Uh, the, the delivery, I, I don't know, has always been kind of problematic for Ted. Hmm. But what what we should be focused on is what he is saying. And it's he's right and he said he also said that O'Rourke uh, believes in what he, I love this one. You know, I guess we're supposed to say something nice about each. Can you give each other a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a stupid thing to do at mm-hmm. these debates, and they always do it now. If you were to give a compliment to your opponent, what would it be? I don't have any compliments for him. What do you th- What are you talking about? That's why I'm running against the person because mm-hmm. they suck. Yeah. I like his hair. Okay, is that good? He's got nice hair. I'm, what are you supposed to say about him? It's ludicrous. Oh, you know what? I I really do actually like Ted's answer, but I wish I love said, Ted's answer. Yeah, I wish he had said that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Irish Americans. That would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> it just hit I'm me. A, I'm a huge fan of Irish Americans with Hispanic nicknames. I just. <laughs> I love the cultural appropriation of that. I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's what he did say. Here is the compliment he had for O'Rourke. 
I actually agree with those sentiments. I would express the very same sentiments back at Congressman O'Rourke. You're right, being a dad of young kids is hard. Um, I know the sacrifice you're putting in. My girls, every day when I leave for the campaign trail, it's hard. There are a lot of tears in the Cruz household. I'm sure there are in the O'Rourke household, too. That is the single hardest part of doing this. And, and let me say beyond that, look, I, I, I think Congressman O'Rourke is passionate. He is energetic. He believes in what he's fighting for. In fact, I have very much the same sentiments. You know, last year I did three debates with Bernie Sanders, and I expressed this at all three debates, that Bernie Sanders believes in what he's fighting for. He believes in socialism. Now, I think what he's fighting for doesn't work, but I think you are absolutely sincere, like Bernie, that you believe in, in expanding government and higher taxes. And, and, and I commend yep. you for fighting for what you believe in. As you noted, we disagree on the outcome, but you're fighting for the principles you believe in, and I, I respect that. True to form. <laughs> True to form. Oh, what a comeback. Yeah, True to form. He's complimenting you on being a good socialist. Yeah, yeah. What's what you your problem? What's your problem, man? What are you running from it for when when that's all you spew is socialist garbage? Then why are you running from it now? Embrace it. Say thank you. I am fighting hard for socialism. Bigger government, higher taxes. He is doing that. That's what Beto O'Rourke is all about. It's what he's all about. Mm-hmm. Don't get butt hurt when you're called out on yeah, it, it's, dude. It's pathetic. Mm. It's like when uh, Obama used to talk about redistributing wealth, and he believed in it. It was a good thing, and you know, people at some point you made enough money, and limiting people's income and the wealth inequality, and and he believes in wealth redistribu- redistribution. One of the maybe the fundamental principle of Marxism, and then every time you called him on it. You'd call him a socialist or a guy who's got Marxist tendencies. That was racist somehow. It's racist? Really? What race are socialists and Marxists? Seems like they're all racist. What are you talking about? Then, um, apparently, Beto was uh, asked recently whether... Now, I don't think this was at the debate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the debate? Sure was. Shows that uh, O'Rourke was being asked whether he tried to leave the scene after his drunk driving accident years ago, because that's a new thing that I guess is coming up, that yes, he has a DWI or a DUI, but did he try to leave the scene? Here's what he said. Representative O'Rourke, you have addressed your 1998 uh, DWI arrest numerous times during your public career, but not this question. As the Houston Chronicle pointed out recently, a witness said in that accident that you tried to leave the scene of the accident. Did you and should voters be concerned about this incident? Yeah. I I did not try to leave the scene of the accident, though driving drunk, which I did, is a terrible mistake for which there is no excuse or justification or defense, and I will not try to provide one. So... A witness said that he uh, tried to leave the scene. Yeah, it's part of the police report. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, let's see. Oh, you got a police union now that's uh, Are they also come out to say that uh, that was uh, talking about the Jim, uh, Jim Crow stuff that he said. But he is not making any friends with law enforcement right now. Mr. Mr. O'Rourke's dangerous and incorrect characterization of law enforcement officers, not only across our great state, but nationwide, is divisive and plainly untrue. O'Rourke taking aim at officers is an insult that further divides public safety, 
from the very people they are sworn to protect due to the outrage incited by his false narrative. So the police don't like what he's saying either. And they're kind of backing up what Ted said. Racist accusations about the dedicated, hardworking men and women who don a uniform daily to protect and serve our communities are disgusting and disrespectful. It is critical to remember the number of law enforcement officers who have been assaulted and murdered simply because of the uniform they wear. Uh, and that's the, that's the statement from uh, the voice of Texas law enforcement. Um, I mean, I, I, Ted, Ted won that debate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I watched the whole thing, and there's no question that he did. Um, Even the Chronicle, Houston Chronicle, which is pretty darn liberal, wow. admitted that he won the debate. <laughs> That's good stuff. But like yep. you said, man, just keep talking, Beto. Just keep this talking. This is working out great for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Texans, it's starting to sink in now who this guy is, what he's about, and that he is the antithesis of what Texas wants in a U.S. Senator. 888 Losing weight. And keeping it off is hard. We all know that. Uh, what you may not know about is there's some help available. It's called Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Riduzone.com. Go there and order some. Riduzone is a, a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They've taken the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA. That boosts your metabolism and helps to control appetite, too. So if you've been trying, you're on that merry-go-round where you just, you lose weight, you gain it back. You lose weight, you gain it back. You lose weight, maybe you gain back a little bit more. And it's just so frustrating and so hard. Give this a try and see if this doesn't put you over the edge. Order yours today at RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's RidUZone.com. Use the promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. One debate uh, is in the books for the Senate race between uh, Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke, and by most by most accounts, uh, Ted Cruz won that debate. Are they are they have do they have any more scheduled? I thought there was a couple more. I think scheduled. there were initially supposed to be five. And I think some of those fell through, but we'll see. Are they going to do one in Spanish? Do we know? Mm, uh, did that ever That was proposed, I think, but I, I don't know if uh, that wound up coming to fruition or not. Hmm. Uh, but the polls all reflect uh, Ted in the lead. Last week, we had the uh, Quinnipiac poll that showed him up by nine points. Um, CNN senior writer and analyst Harry Enton was lamenting on Friday how most polls do show Beto O'Rourke um, behind in the race, called it unfortunate. Here's what he had to say about it. Republican Senator Ted Cruz and his Democratic challenger, Congressman Beto O'Rourke, they face off in their first debate in Texas. Recent polls show, uh, well, some of the polls show <laughs> that this race 
is tightening. That's one of the important things here. Joining me now to discuss CNN Politics senior writer and analyst Harry. And Harry, you look at Texas, you look at the race against Ted Cruz, and Democrats so badly oh. want this. They have so much hope here. Uh, but there You're are some signs it. in the polls they may have their hopes dashed. Yeah, if liberal hopes could drive a Senate campaign to victory, Beto O'Rourke would be winning by 40 points. Unfortunately, the vast majority of the polls do show him losing, including uh, a recent Quinnipiac poll that shows him down <laughs> nine points in the state to Ted Cruz. Uh, I should point out, most uh, of the other polls show a tighter race, but pretty much all of them show Ted Cruz still leading. Yeah, not pretty much. All of them. <laughs> I haven't seen a single, not one single poll where O'Rourke is in the lead. None, none. I've never seen one, um, but it's interesting that they're so uh, sad about the fact that Beto is losing uh, in these polls. It seems like they they were genuinely disappointed. Yeah, by yeah. That. You said unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I thought you were supposed to just read the poll results, man. Right. <laughs> what is nice editorializing? Oh, um, the uh, the debates. Uh, yeah, there's another one coming up on Sunday night. Oh, okay. And Houston. All right. And then there's another one October 16th. So there's going to be a total of, grand total of three. Yeah, and, and it talks three. about how their domestic policy one, half domestic, half uh, foreign, and the other one. But none of them say anything about being in Spanish, which is a shame. That would have been fun to that would have know, been fun. comb over those. I mean, we could have. Uh, They're both. Could have played they those both clips. speak pretty fluent Spanish, right? Doesn't Ted speak I think Spanish? So. I think oh, yeah, does. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that was definitely part of the plan, but I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, I, th- I think it got changed because something happened where O'Rourke tried to get one in El Paso and Ted didn't want to do one there. And I, I think that messed up a few of them. So. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Uh, this is, it says announcement mm-hmm. caps the debate over debates began in May when O'Rourke proposed six debates with Cruz, two in Spanish. Cruz, who is not fluent in the language, says the Texas Tribune, quickly shut mm-hmm. down that idea. Well, so. yeah, if you're not fluent in it, you're right. You're not going to want to <laughs> debate in Spanish. But this is from the Texas Tribune. So um, Let's oh, see. Nice. No. <laughs> not going to do that. Thank you, know, you. Let's you and I have a debate. Let's do it in French. In French? French? Yeah. Ah, but all I'm right? not so good at French. How about... Yeah, that's all right. Let's just do two of them. We'll only do two then, since you're not fluent. We'll about... only do two in French. Well, but maybe Pig Latin? Could we do that? Because <laughs> I don't know that I know French at all, actually. So ridiculous where we are right now. That was, that was obviously calculated by Beto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's Beto, so he's super Hispanic. You know that, right? With a Hispanic nickname like Beto, he's got to be super Hispanic. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> and he wanted to show his super Hispanicness uh, at the debate, and now he's not going to get to. That's too bad. Also, uh, as far as our uh, nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh, hmm. um, this will be quite a week because... The accuser, the first accuser, is apparently driving to Washington. She doesn't like to fly. <laughs> and so she's going to drive to Washington. Um, now, she flies to Hawaii, I guess, on a fairly regular basis to go surfing there. But oh, she, really? Yeah, she does. Yes. What in the world? Mm-hmm. Which is a long flight. Over water. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, the flight to Washington just, I mean, that's too much to ask. Because it's the other direction. Well, and then you got to connect too, right? So you got to land. I mean, I don't know if you have again. to connect. Uh, you, some are some are nonstop. Do they make those now? Yeah, you can go nonstop, depending. Hmm. So I uh, started driving, you know, a week ago. Just, I know. Just to point out, if it, if it was that important, then she could be there. Could have she could have today started the drive. Instead, looks like Thursday for her testimony. Um, 
So Kavanaugh has handed out calendars from the summer of 1982. And... Uh, I guess it shows his schedule on, you know, pretty much every day during that summer that she is talking about where they had this supposedly had this party that where he molested her. Um, and he acknowledges it doesn't necessarily disprove the allegations, but um, I listed pretty much everything I did. And his team will argue to the senators that the cal- calendar provide no corroboration for her account of some kind of small gathering where he allegedly pinned her to the bed and tried to remove her clothes the calendar uh pages are from june july and august 1982 they were examined by the new york times they show that he was out of town a lot of the summer at the beach or away with his parents when he was at home the calendars list his basketball games movie outings football workouts college interviews you imagine being this uh scheduled and this uh, organized when you're 18 years old? That's why he's going to be a Supreme Court justice, and I'm doing what I'm doing. Because uh, no way would I have ever that is... kept a calendar of my events. No, I mean, come on, that's the equivalent of digging up all my old Post-it notes that I've been carrying around for years. Who does that? No, not me. I don't carry them around. I mean... The, the calendar pages are one-month pages with each day in a small box. Um, he seemed to keep track of all of his days uh, during summer vacation. Pages show typical teenage activities from the era, including beach week after the end of the school year, and nights at the theater to see Grease 2, Rocky 3, and Poltergeist with friends. <laughs> the fact that he went to Grease 2 is a problem. That mm-hmm. might be... Disqualifier? Yeah, that might that might be a disqualifier that might right there. Keep him from getting out of conference now. <laughs> quite frankly, wow. I mean, Greece was you know pretty good, I guess, for that time. But Greece too, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. no, no. You didn't even have the original people in it. I, Michelle Pfeiffer was in Greece too. I got to be honest with you. Until this moment, you I didn't had know there no was idea one. There was in Greece too. <laughs> I think M- Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't remember who else, but uh, I know I did not see Grease 2 because it was mm. widely panned and just not good. <laughs> okay. Um, but he wrote it down, and that's that's where he went. Um, Rocky 3, maybe not your best Rocky either, but Poltergeist I used to really like until we saw it again in modern times. And then it was like, okay, that, did, that didn't hold up well. I mean, you, you see one scene in that movie and it's you're like, like, oh man, this was scary. It's almost like a farce now. I, it's, it, my kids actually laughed at it. We thought they were going to be scared out of their minds. They actually laughed. It's almost like someone is trying to make fun of horror flicks. It is. Today. When you look back on it, like with our current technology and storytelling. And cynicism. Yeah, it just didn't hold up. Because <laughs> now we know how they do the stuff. Mm-hmm. We can do the stuff with our phones, what they did oh, in that movie. Easily. It's probably just, better. Probably much better than they did in that movie. Like the meat walking across the <laughs> yes. You do. You have better effects uh, on your iPhone than, than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. And the clown thing in the bedroom. I mean, yeah. there's nothing from that movie that holds up well. And I remember that being a pretty horrifying movie that, back that, then. Everybody back was in the terrified. Day. Yes. Yeah. It, was a, it was a scary movie. Simpler time. I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. That's a pretty big time movie. Hmm. But uh, yeah, did not hold up. 
But anyway, <laughs> he went uh, and he's got it on his calendar. But he he didn't have uh, molest uh, Doctor Blasey on his calendar anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. So really, he didn't write that one down. No, he didn't write that one down. Go to party oh. and molest soon to be Doctor Blasey or Blasey or Blase or whatever her name is. Um, now there's a second accuser too, uh, Deborah Katz. Uh, actually, she's one of the attorneys representing Brett Kavanaugh's accuser. Attended a resistance rally against the president in 2017, promising to fight back. Yeah, this is the attorney for uh, Christine Ford. She was wearing a socialist power t-shirt to an anti-Trump rally. Hmm. You don't think they have an agenda here, hmm. do you? Yeah, it can't be. No. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. 888 Uh So, no doubt by now you've heard that there is a second accuser. Last night, um, the New Yorker dropped another bombshell uh, about Brett Kavanaugh's youth. This dates back to the 83-84 school year when Kavanaugh was at Yale. And... Uh, Another woman was at another party with him, and they... Now, see, the thing is, she didn't remember any of this very well uh, until recently, just did, six days ago. Did he put this on his calendar, though? No, I don't think this is on his calendar so either. So neither molestation no, is on his calendar. No. Ca- okay. Uh-uh. But planner. would you put your molestations on a calendar? Well, I no. don't know if I want to remember no. them, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um so he uh, was supposedly at this party, but she couldn't remember the details or even if it involved him. <laughs> but then she spent some time with her with her attorneys, and they helped her remember over the next six days that, oh, yeah, now I remember. So mm-hmm. over the last 35 years, she couldn't remember, but now she clearly knows it was absolutely Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> no question about it. It was him. She knows Brett Kavanaugh stuck his unit in her face, and um, so she pushed it away because she didn't want his unit in her face. No, I mean... Now, the article says that she pushed it away, and she touched it without getting her permission to touch it. Well, wait. You're touching somebody's unit... it should be them giving you the permission, shouldn't it, to touch them on their unit? That's a great point. Right? <laughs> that is a great point. Wait a minute. We I have a couple things to address uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You should be getting my permission to touch my unit. It accidentally fell out of my pants. Maybe I don't want you to touch it. <clears throat> now, of course, the allegation is it was out of his pants on purpose and in her face, which is not cool. I just don't believe it happened, is the thing. Because nobody there will corroborate her story. The New Yorker, 
reached out to the people that were named at the party. She named a bunch of people. Yeah, and Bob was there, and Cindy, and Dave, and Muffy, and Blaine were all there. They were all there at this Yale party. Unit. And and somebody yelled down the hall, Brett Kavanaugh just put his penis in Debbie's face. So um, they reached out to dozens, they said, dozens of people at the party. They either didn't respond, had no comment, or said, nope, don't remember that. That never happened. Not a single person has corroborated either one of these stories. And they've tried. They tried to get the other participants to say, yep, Brett Kavanaugh's a douchebag, man. He, he does this kind of stuff to chicks all the time. All the time. Nobody has said that. In fact, they said the opposite. They said the exact opposite, that this is completely out of character for him. The magazine contacted several dozen classmates of Ramirez and Kavanaugh. And the quote is, many did not respond to interviews. Uh, Others declined to comment or said they didn't attend or remember the party. Why are we even talking about this then? Why is it even a thing? This is just a smear campaign being done by by, by the opponents of this guy, by Democrats. I mean, first of all, it was 35 years ago at the earliest, if he even did this, in a completely different time where almost everyone had some kind of weird thing happen to him in school, right? Especially in college at drunken parties. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I think if I, you ever think about the sincerity of this, let's look at the timing. If these had happened... Then why are we hearing about it? Why now? Literally, yeah. the weekend before the Monday committee vote. Exactly. If if these were such traumatic events, which if they happen, I I totally understand that these would be traumatic. Why are you waiting until literally the eleventh hour to bring this up? Come on, mm-hmm. stop it. I mean, it's it's suspect just based on that. Um, and our country is changing at such a rapid rate. It's it's hard to even keep up. Uh, Senator Hirono from Hawaii was on CNN with Jake Tapper talking about uh, Kavanaugh and his lack of credibility because of the ideology he uses to decide cases. Um, Here's what Hirono had to say about him. Doesn't Kavanaugh have the same presumption of innocence as anyone else in America? Yes. I put his denial in the context of everything that I know about him in terms of how he approaches his cases. As I said, his credibility is already very questionable in my mind and in the minds of a lot of uh, my fellow Judiciary Committee members, the the, uh, Democrats. So... He comes and, you know, when I say that he's very outcome driven, he has an ideological agenda, it's very outcome driven. And I can sit here and talk to you so about some of the cases that, that exemplifies his, in, in my view, inability to be fair in the cases that come before him. This is a person mm. that is going to be sitting on our Supreme Court making decisions that will impact women's reproductive choice. He has a... <laughs> He very much is against women's reproductive choice. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you two very important cases That's in which he applied the, the same standard but yeah, came to totally different results to, not talking about to that make right it now. much harder for women to get this kind of coverage. So there's, hey, there are uh, you know, so many indications Putin? of his own lack of credibility. Um, sweet cheeks. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. 
Uh, I didn't ask you about whether or not he's pro-abortion or, or pro-life. That wasn't the... The question was presumption of innocence. Mm-hmm. Hello? And one of her big issues is that he is so ideologically driven. You spent the entire answer where you weren't asked about his ideology Talking dwelling about on a, a specific yeah. ideology about women's reproductive health. Right. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, man. And you have a problem with ideologically minded people. Why then is Sonia Sotomayor on the bench? Why is Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the bench? Uh, come on. Is, this is just a sham. Would have been nice if Tapper would have you know, held her feet to the fire a little bit and said, no, uh, what about the presumption of innocence? Why can't you address that? You automatically assume everybody's guilty now because they're conservative. Is that what you're telling me? He's guilty because he's conservative. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeffy just sent me something. It's a tweet from a reporter who says, uh, "From J- here's a quote from Jake Tapper. We now have four individuals who have come forward who were named by Professor Ford, and all four have all said they don't remember anything like this ever happening. Right. The Ford, it's the same in the Ford case as it is this latest one. None of the people that were supposedly involved have corroborated either story. In fact, they've done the opposite and said that didn't happen, and it's not in his character. Both sets of friends. Okay, can we... Hers and his. Let's hold the vote today. Yeah, we should. Just absolutely this should. This is madness, man. Leftist uh, Jennifer Granholm actually said right, and that actually corroborates Ford's story. <laughs> Wait, Wait. What? Nothing makes sense anymore, What? Man. We now have four individuals who have come forward who were named by Professor Ford, and all four have all said they don't remember anything like this ever happened. Right. And that actually corroborates her story. <laughs> no. Um, no, sweet cheeks. It's the exact opposite. Pumpkin. Okay. Um, but Senator Hirona wants the uh, Supreme Court vacancy to last maybe until 2020. Here's what she had to say about that. If there's a Democratic majority, which there may or may not be. We could potentially have an opening on the Supreme Court that because of gridlock, because of an inability to agree, because of politics on both sides of it, is there for two years. Mm -hmm. I think we've had those kinds of vacancies before, and and we certainly had uh, over a one-year vacancy with Merrick Garland. Yeah. Yeah. So the world does not come to an end. (laughs) Uh, It's amazing. If this were a Democrat president and his nominee... They would be going out of their minds over the delays that are going on, over this circus that is happening right now. They'd be going out of their skulls. And uh, they don't, they just don't care. This is just all partisanship. This is just all about hating Trump, hating whoever he nominates. And go ahead and, and deny this guy his seat on the court. Let's see what the next nominee looks like because careful what you wish yeah you just might have a much more conservative judge than than kavanaugh i'd love to see it i I almost want him not to be confirmed just so we could see who the next one is going to be it's almost like the mike pence routine you know careful i mean you continue Uh to to push for the impeachment and removal of president trump 
enjoy President Pence. Well, now they're now they're saying they want to impeach mm-hmm. Trump and Pence. That's the big thing now, because they know Pence is you know way more conservative. So, what would you charge Pence with as far as a high crime and misdemeanor? Well, you uh, can't support conversion therapy for gays, dude. Yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, that's I, that's, that's somewhere, what they'll go for. It's a good and plenty clause somewhere buried mm-hmm. in there. It's in there somewhere, I'm sure. So if you if you impeach them both, then of course it falls to Nancy Pelosi. Well, not in this case, because Nancy Pelosi... Unless it all happened next year in a Democrat majority. Well, that's when it would happen after that, they which get is, power, but... Which is when it would happen. She's not even assured that she's going to be reelected by her own party as Speaker of the House, so yeah. she might want to cool her jets on multiple fronts. So the Speaker of the House is the third in line. Yeah. Um, and then, then Senate pro tem, then, then it's the right. oldest cabinet position, so I think it would go state, treasury, and so on. So... It, let's impeach Trump, Pence, and the Speaker of the House. Yeah. And the pro tem. And let's give it to, like, the Secretary of Agriculture to be the next president of the United States. Huh. Uh, where are they in the line of succession? Let's look at the... Uh, <laughs> this is fun. I like presidential games like this. ...presidential line mm-hmm. of succession. Okay. So we start, of course, with Vice, Vice president. president. Okay. Then you go to Speaker. Yep. Then, uh, then it falls to the president pro tem of the Senate. Senate. Uh, then is, Secretary which is of Orrin State. Or Hatch right now. So it's you so know, you'd have to you'd have to. Well, he'll be gone, right? He's, he, he's he'll done. be gone. Pompeo will be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, Secretary Hatch. of the Treasury is next up. Steve Mnuchin. Oh man. Then yeah, you got okay. James Mattis. Oh, there's our president. We're done. Let's stop right there. <laughs> you That's could the next stop right there. The United States. It's awesome. You get down to Attorney General Jeff Sessions. <laughs> Then you got Secretary of the Interior. Oh yeah, Ryan Zinke. Of course, Ryan Zinke. Secretary of Agriculture, oh, Sonny Perdue, oh, former Governor of Georgia. Okay. Wilbur Ross, Secretary of Commerce. Alexander Acosta, Secretary of Labor. Um, oh, Secretary Carson. of Health and Human Services. That'd be a fun president to have. Uh-huh. Alex Azar. Uh huh. Ben Carson. There we go. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. Mm-hmm. Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation. Oh, Mitch McConnell would be like the uh, the first dude. Yes, in that respect. Yeah, right. Which would be kind of fun. Uh-huh. Man, you forget that Rick Perry is in this administration. You never hear about Rick Perry. <laughs> Secretary of Energy is That's Rick a Perry. Sweet gig there. And he's completely been isolated from all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And they focus heavily on Betsy DeVos, who is the Secretary of Education, and next in line, by the way. And you got Veteran Affairs, Robert Wilkie. And then Homeland Security, who is now uh, Kirsten Nielsen. Hmm. And after that, it's like your mailman is uh, next in line. Yeah, you know what? Your local mailman <laughs> who listens to the Big Frog 1099. I don't know anything about Wilbur Ross. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be cool to have uh, a president named Wilbur. Wilbur Ross. Wilbur. Wilbur. What was that from? It's, uh, that would be Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. 888 You know, Americans... Love our guns, um, not so that we can kill people. It is uh, so that you can hunt, so that you can target practice, so that you can have something for uh, you know security sake. And uh, by the way, the it's enshrined as part of our constitutional right. But if you've ever watched a video of an actual firefight, one thing is really clear: when things break loose like that, the chaos and the panic um, makes hitting a target difficult for even the most seasoned professional so it's not enough just to buy a gun and think okay i'm ready now i'm all set 
You have to practice a lot. And you can do that at home with iTarget Pro. This is a fantastic system. It uses your smartphone and their proprietary app, and it tracks a caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm. That detects exactly where your shots are landing. It's completely safe. It comes with your caliber-specific laser, the target system, and instructions so that when your system gets there, you're ready to go right away. So go to the letter I in targetpro.com and check out the video. Choose your caliber and download the, the app so you're ready when it all gets there. And you can save 10% right now when you use the offer code PAT to purchase a system. So save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level with iTarget Pro. It's iTargetPro.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Hi. Triple Eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh let's go to Bill in Kansas. Hey Bill, you're on the blaze. Hey guys. Hey. Hey guys. Um I just you, you were talking about Kavanaugh. I had those calendars from when he was seventeen, eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's coming to the point where if you're a white male in this country, that may be a good idea to from the moment you're two, three years old, whatever, just have yeah. everything written down and keep track of it. Uh, yep. You have to wear a video camera at all times. Uh, yeah, we should all wear body cam, like body cameras like uh, police do, so that we can, oh, yeah, well, here, uh, here's my entire life on tape for you. Continuum, remember yeah, that just, show? Just, yeah. Just keep track yeah. of it till the day, day you die, and it's, it may be the only way you can, can uh, concer- uh, keep your reputation intact. It's about that bad now. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, Continuum uh, was a show that was on, I don't know, what, five years ago maybe or so? Yeah. Uh, with that technology where they wore the suits that recorded everything they did. It was in your eye, right? Everything you saw yeah. was recorded. Yeah. I think they had, like, you had a special lens in your eye or something. Something like that, yeah. Or maybe it was, I don't know, embedded in your eye? I, I don't know how that worked. I don't remember. But uh, really cool uh, technology that we're going to need. Wait, what? Ugh, it's sad that we're going to need it, but I would hesitate to say it's really cool. Spooky. Spooky cool. You know we're getting there. Yeah, oh yeah. Because how else are you going to clear your good name? I don't know. Like, uh, this guy will be forever tainted now because because of this allegation. and he They can't prove anything against him. He can't prove he didn't do it. And he shouldn't have to. The burden of proof is on the accuser. So prove that I did this. Yeah, Come the, on. Where, where are we going to keep the data servers? I'm, I'm not being facetious. To to log all of this stuff and, yeah, and, and keep it recorded. Oh, I'm sorry. We only go back 20 years, so we can't go back to Kavanaugh's youth. Uh, it's oh, the future. Maybe scary. we just shouldn't fight the NSA uh, monitoring every move we make in law enforcement in, in localities like they do in New York. Hmm. You know, just put cameras everywhere. So, and including our houses. Oh. Put them in our homes. And oh. so you're watching everything we do every minute of every day. Uh, on that front, Justin Amash and Thomas Massey warned us this weekend that uh, they're about to pass the um, uh, a bill that's under the guise of helping stop human tra- trafficking, mm-hmm. and it's actually just an expansion of the um, 
Patriot Act. Oh, good. Going to extend that out some more. That's what we need. In other words, sunsets never do. No, they, 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 the sun never sets on a bill in Washington. Never. Unless it's a tax cut. Then yeah, they, those sunsets yeah, actually come to fruition. Absolutely right. But the ones that expand government power and authority? Never do. No. Nope. They're here. Stephen, Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, Tony Screener, um, if they win the House in, uh, this this fall mm-hmm. uh, and they impeach Trump and they want to impeach Pence, the speaker becomes the uh, next president. Right. That's going to be Nancy Pelosi. Yes. If yes, if there's and, a Democrat majority, yes. Yeah. And yeah. can you imagine a Democrat Nancy Pelosi running this country? Oh, good golly! You, you know, she can't run for president because nobody will vote for her. She's that no. unlockable. Yeah. But she'll she'll get Speaker of the House again if they if they do take over in November. Yep. And and that's that's what we're going to end up with. And then on this Kavanaugh stuff, this is the Democrats' new playbook. Just go back so far in a man's past, he mm-hmm. can't prove or disprove anything they bring up against him, mm-hmm. and you've slandered him for life. Yep. And uh, they need to, the next nominee needs to be, uh, they need to find a conservative black lesbian judge <laughs> and put her up and see what they tried doing to get her out. Be. Well, if she's also if she's also conservative, they'll find something. Appreciate it, thanks, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. Whoa, it's so I'm frustrating. Looking. I'm so looking for frustrating. One. You know, they do need to. I, I think the next one needs to be a woman, and it next needs to be Amy uh, Coney Barrett. It it should be her, and she's she's very conservative. And what are you going to do? You're going to go after her in her past. You're going to dig something up. That she molested some guy 30 years ago. And all these accusations from 35, 36, 37 years ago, when nobody's heard about him uh, at any time leading up until now, shouldn't they automatically be somewhat suspect? None of her friends know. Um, none of her, uh, her husband didn't know, apparently. Uh, so in fact, the friends all deny that it happened at all in this latest case, uh, of this woman who claims that Brett Kavanaugh stuck his unit out in front of her face. Um, they went to her, like her best friend to try to corroborate the story. She said, she, we've, we talk about the most intimate details of our lives on a regular basis. She's never said anything about this ever. How likely is that if it happened? It's virtually impossible. And for her not to, especially when his, maybe his name came up a month or two ago. Oh, by the way, Susie, did you know he, he once stuck his wiener out in front of me? Right in my face? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't tell your best friend that? Of course and, you would. If the guy's in the news, especially. And who was the lady last week that came forward and said, yeah, there was a buzz around high school. And the press was like, whoa, 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 tell us about it. Yeah, when this happened, there was a buzz. Right? Yeah, she pulled down her Facebook post and said, yeah, that was Yeah, I, there was no buzz. Not, not true. No, that's not true. Oh, come on, man. Uh, Let's have the vote right now, today. Yeah. And put a stop to this madness. It's just ridiculous. And it almost, we, we almost need to have some kind of cutoff for these accusations, too, from 35 years ago. If, well, what? How do you... 
ever defend yourself from 35 years ago. You can't. There's there's just no possible way. 888-900-3393. And uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, got Mike Lee coming up. Uh, going to play what he thinks about this new spending bill. Mm-hmm. Then there's another uh, uh, Barack Obama rally. Guys everywhere now. Again. So awful. Can we get a Pico update? Because I'm getting a little concerned about Pico him. update. Yeah, we got to uh, get to that. Going on there, it's not good. And uh, we're going to find out how you can actually sack a quarterback in the NFL. Now, we'll show you coming up. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Kim Lewandowski tweets, maybe somebody should give Robert Francis a "Kiss Me I'm Irish" button, or not. You know, uh, Did from, you wear it from Mike Hermanet. Forget French or Pig Latin. I think the audience would agree. You should debate each other in Klingon. Yeah, that'd be fun Boy. if I knew it. But fortunately, I'm not that big of a Star Wars geek. Whatever. Or Star Trek, I guess it would be in that case. Oh, look at you um, trying to act like, see, you yeah, try to mix like it I up. Like I couldn't even figure out which uh-huh. one it was. I didn't Boy, even know. trying too hard. Struggling Lumby says, uh, but at that party, you know, the one with Kavanaugh and all the chicks, <laughs> did they hear that Craig and Sheila broke up? Oh, no, Craig and Sheila broke up? <laughs> That's from that Geico commercial. <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, Tom Sheehan. Tweets out, uh, I think Kavanaugh is very much for women's reproductive health. I, I think he's for life. That's reproductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muffer Squish. Oh, that was too close. We reset the pumpkin, the pudding, and the sweet cheeks, but not the Travis Shamakery counter. That was almost a triple threat triggered pat. <laughs> it was close. That was close. Uh, fidgety whiz- Widget. Keith said we should just hold a vote on Kavanaugh today, but we know that the only reason we have to go through all of this with a hearing claptrap is to convince sissified Republicans to still vote for him. Mm-hmm. He'd lose if they voted today. And that is the sad truth. He just might. He just might. Thanks to sissified Republicans. Sad to think of that, but um, yeah, it's a definite possibility, I'd say. Another troubling, troubling allegation. Um, I just read about this morning that came out in Stormy Daniels' new book, Full Disclosure. It includes a troubling story about an encounter between the adult film actress and a star NFL quarterback. Uh, CNN has obtained a copy of the book, and they reportedly... uh, released this description of an encounter between Stormy Daniels and Pittsburgh Steelers star quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, wait, wait till you hear what he did. Oh, here we go. Wait until you hear. Big Ben. So, Daniels says she saw Trump the next day after they had sex when he invited her to a club in the VIP section of a golf course. It was in a club at her hotel. That's where she met Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. He was chatting with Trump, and at the end of the night, Trump asked Roethlisberger if he'd walk her up to her hotel room. Oh, no. So he did. Wait a minute. Now begins the troubling encounter. They got to her room, and Stormy says he asked her for a goodnight kiss. Can you believe it? He, did you get me? I guess. Asked her for a for a good night kiss. He asked her. He asked her. He asked her. She refused. As she's getting into the hotel room, she says he pushed lightly on her door as they stood there. He just pushed it lightly to say, "Wait a minute, come on." She closed the door, and he let her. And then he stood outside for a minute, and then left. (laughs) That troubling incident actually occurred from Ben Roethlisberger. What a douchebag. You know what word comes to mind? Hater? Killer? Nope. Uh, rapist? Troubling. Troubling. It's very troubling. Troubling. Okay. It is troubling. Wait, what year? It is troubling. What year, um, in theory... This th- would have been 2006, right? Isn't that when he supposedly had sex with... Uh, that's that's when I'm... Trump had sex with her. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. 2006. Okay. I don't think Roethlisberger was married in 2006. Just looked it up. Married 2011. Oh, there you go. So, so he's single. Uh-huh. He's with a porn star, and yeah. he asked her for a kiss. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to throw you down on the bed and do things that you don't want me to do. Mm-hmm. He didn't tear her clothes off and molest her. Mm-mm. He said, hey, how about a good night kiss? Mm-hmm. No. Come on. Did he keep a Close calendar? the door. Did he keep a calendar at the time? He leaves. Ben <laughs> I don't know. We need to find out. <sighs> do you have a calendar of events for 2006, Ben? Because if not, I mean... You should be kicked out of the league before uh, you play the Falcons in two weeks. I love this last line of the story. CNN has reportedly reached out to Roethlisberger reps for comment. Good. Good. Let's get to the bottom <laughs> Let's of this Let's get crap. to the bottom mm-hmm. of this horrifying, uh, troubling, troubling tragedy. Okay. It's a single guy asking an apparently single woman for a kiss. She says no. He says, come on. The end. The end. He yeah, leaves her alone no, you, after that. You left out the full 60 seconds that the man loitered yeah, in a did, hallway at did, a hotel. He loitered for a minute to see if she maybe changed her mind. Can you get a ticket for he loitering in a hallway? He didn't knock on her door. He didn't kick it down and force a kiss on her. He loitered, and then he left. I mean, that's a full 60 seconds of standing in the same spot. I don't know that I'm even capable of that personally, but that's a different story. Uh, but I mean, seriously, can we? Is there? Is that a fine? Is that something on a building code when you just kind of clog up the hallway for a full minute? I bet uh, we could find something. We'll find something. We'll find some kind of violation <sighs> and put this man in prison. In fact, maybe he should be shot on sight. A, a person this troubling? That's Come on, troubling.
It's troubling. Yeah, that's troubling. I'm troubled by it. I'm, mm. I'm very, very troubled. See now. By Ben Roethlisberger, a single man, asking a, you know, because you think of the things that have happened to her in her mm-hmm. life. She's used to people just tearing off her clothes and making uh, uh, wild love to her on love. film <laughs> for money. <laughs> so how troubling is it when somebody says, hey, may I have a good night kiss? And then he follows that up with, come on. And then he follows that up by accepting her refusal and leaving. Well, he might want to, <laughs> the door, the hotel door might want to file charges because he lightly pushed <laughs> He it. lightly pushed. So, That's true. You know, here's something that uh, NFL quarterbacks could could use a kind of a pickup line if they're on the dating scene. Uh, they, could, they could say, hey, you want me to show you the proper way to sack an NFL quarterback? Because, I mean, that's... Uh, Right? That's, that's not rough anymore. That's tender. You talk about troubling. <laughs> this, this has gotten way beyond troubling in it the is NFL. Freaking insane. It cost the Green Bay Packers another game. They should have won last week when they tied. They should have won yesterday and they lost because of this troubling situation that you can't tackle an NFL quarterback anymore. You can't tackle them. It is. It is. What do you mean he put his full weight on him? Where Madness. When you hit a guy, you're coming in at full speed, and you run into him, and you wrap your arms around him because you have to because you're, you're tackling them. Mm-hmm. How do you move out of the way as you're falling down? Well, because professional sports is, uh, well, they're Nazis with their uh, sports footage. We can't show you the play it's of Clay Matthews. He actually turned his body as he was yeah. falling. There's just, you literally have to play this game in the Matrix world and somehow suspend all all physics to make yourself contort to the rule it's impossible I think and it's madness we have a guy who demonstrates the proper way now oh, to tackle a quarterback in today's nfl so this is really good this and good. if you are uh, just listening on uh, blaze radio we'll we'll try to uh <laughs> narrate how you do this okay. um let's see what we got here but uh Where's our Where's our video of the? Uh, we need the guy. The, the guy. We need the guy sacking, who's going to sack a quarterback. Making a sack on the play there. Okay, here he goes. Okay, here we go. The girl drops and back. He's got it. He comes around her. Okay. Oh, gently pick her up. Very gently. And gently Let her place down. her down, there making we, whoa, sure whoa, whoa, whoa. the head is well protected. Oh, There's the pillow. Got the pillow underneath. And the kiss. And the little kiss on oh, the cheek. We still got penalized. <laughs> they still threw a flag. What in the hell? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> I like the little kiss at the end. You're supposed to give the quarterback a little kiss. <laughs> I swear. That's, That's where we are, That's though. That's it. That's I mean, it, man. That tackle with Clay Matthews yesterday was I feel I feel your pain, so man. innocent and 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 not and not uh roughing the passer and not a penalty that they've got to do something about this. Even on the NFL network, you, you notice who owns the <laughs> NFL network by the by the letters NFL. Oh, I never correlated the two. <laughs> even they are saying this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever, I, I I can't even I'm not even going to comment on it. One of them said, I'm not going to comment on this uh, anymore because it's just so ridiculous. In fact, I think that was, was it Troy Aikman? I think it was Troy Aikman yesterday during the game. said, I'm I'm not even going to comment on this anymore because it's just so unbelievable. That's a quarterback saying that. And to your point, the network that is established to promote itself is mocking it and angry and frustrated. I They've got to change it. They've got to change this stupid rule. It's it's asinine. It's asinine, and it's it's impossible to really know what you're supposed to do. 
I can't even just go in there. I can't hit him high. Nope. I can't hit him low. No. I can hit him around the waist, I guess, but then I've got to move my weight somehow, mm-hmm. no matter what direction I'm coming from, and not be anywhere near him by the time we both hit the ground. It's bizarre. It's unrealistic. It's, it's destroying the game. It's killing the game. It's changing the outcomes of games, and it's absolutely making it, for those of us that, that survived or, or, I guess, willingly stuck around after the kneeling controversy, mm-hmm. you're, you're obliterating the rest of us that, in your audience. There's going to be no mm-hmm. one left. Yeah. Sad. Oh, and by the way, uh, don't forget that uh, if you're going to attempt the tackle and you've already in the motion of tackling and the offensive player drops his helmet down where your helmet hits his, it's your fault. Yeah. Targeting. Right. That's another thing. About? That's another thing. Yeah. You might have your your helmet nowhere near the running back's helmet, but if he, he drops it lowers down, it, then it's your fault. You can get called for that. Yeah, it's weird. That's ridiculous. Really, really strange. And if you don't get called for that, I'm surp- I don't know why we aren't calling that on the offensive player. No, I don't either. You know, because I saw right. I saw offensive players, running backs, drop their helmet oh, down. Oh, you shouldn't be able to do that. That's, right. been called, that's been called against the Falcons. Yeah, the running back leading with a helmet right. a couple times now. No, has yeah. it really? I think it was a running back lead. I've never yeah. seen that. Before. I never have either. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, Devontae Freeman got called twice for it. I can't remember if it was preseason really? or first game. But holy mackerel, wow. that's amazing! It's happening. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, good then. I mean, yeah. Look, the call is bad enough as, as it, it is. is. It's pathetic. But it's at pathetic. least they're attempting to maybe make it both ways. Seriously, you will not be able to play football in about five years. You just won't be able to do it. Well, we used to. Well, joke, a couple it's guys will. Flag football. It's right? absolutely going to be that. Couple guys, the, a couple linemen will. Everybody else will wear a flag, yeah, or uh, you know, something that some kind of skirt that you can pull off. So that's the mark, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, you know, like you will, a, you, you'll wear a tear off skirt. Yeah, okay, yeah. That seems about <laughs> right. The way the game's going <laughs> seems about but right. These are dudes playing against dudes, right? <laughs> oh, okay, Still? I'm sorry. A smaller yeah. version of a skirt, a flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Obviously joined by uh, Jeffy because he wants to talk about earwax. I do. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I do. I, I I know I commented on the football targeting, but I really didn't want to because I really no, wanted to I say because what happens is what those guys are doing is dropping their head down and hopefully hitting the other guy's helmet. So the earwax would some come of off. the earwax out. Yeah, but they don't need to do that. No, they don't need to. They just need to get wax our eggs. Okay, get the wax our eggs system. I mean, it's the real solution for stubborn earwax. It's the earwash system that's doctor developed, works safely when all other products fail. You don't need to bash your helmet into other helmets to get rid of it no the wax rx system physicians trust it the most it's just like the system they use in their offices except it's cheaper than going to their office use waxrx.com order your reusable ear wash system today use the offer code radio ship for free right to your home no cost to you yeah that's right you're welcome on behalf of waxrx use waxrx.com use waxrx.com on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple Eight. 933.93, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, so, Jeffy, I saw that the uh, uh, Missouri Tigers 
actually gave it seemed like they gave Georgia a pretty good game. It was it was actually uh, it wasn't a blowout it, anyway. It right? was not, but it, it kind of felt like it. It oh, wasn't, it but it kind of felt like it. They the, were never the in final the game. score. Oh, they weren't okay. They weren't really in the game because it, it was 42, 29? 29 or something. Yeah, which is a deceiving score. Really, yeah, it looked like I thought. Oh, okay, they yeah they were in it, but they no. weren't really. They weren't oh. really. No, they, it, that's too bad. I know it's very disappointing. It was a frustrating game for them. Mm. And, Did uh, Locke put, play well? Eh. No, not so much. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, that's too bad. Uh, not well at all. And, he, and the mm-hmm. team, if we were going to lose that game, mm-hmm. we needed to lose it with Locke throwing, you know, 8,000 yards and yeah. by one point with one second left in the game. And that's not what happened at all. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't even think he threw a touchdown pass. Really? Which, uh, you know, it was like they the first game. In like, points and no touchdown It was like passes. the first game in forever uh. that he hasn't thrown a pass. Uh. So, I mean, it's it was a frustrating game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of frustrating games, so was my uh, the BYU thirty. Now you guys th- won though. You still you rank went up the charts again to 20, twenty. But the thirty to three victory was probably the most frustrating thirty to three victory in the history of football. Really frustrating. I did not watch this game. That's I was uh, I was frustrated the whole time. But they, I mean, they did win and they won handily. It's just that games know. like that though, the offense didn't play that well. Right. See, games like that. Are games where you that, that thirty should have been sixty, uh-huh. and it should have been no doubt. And well, by about the halfway through the third quarter, they, they the did. first team should have been, on and they the bench. did. It was about halfway or toward the end of the third quarter All right. that they brought in the second, and then eventually the third string. And oh, so they got a little playing time. Yeah, they, yeah, they got a little playing time for the subs, which was good. In fact, we went all the way down to the fourth or fifth string running back. Right. Um, Who's so, what? Twenty seven, twenty eight. He's thirty five. Yeah, he just got back yeah, from it. Just had his first grandchild. Whoa. Uh, so it's kind of. Scott Becker was his fourth yeah. mission. I was just yeah. checking. I didn't know yeah, who yeah. he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's time I'm for sorry. that talk again, I'm though, because so- they're ranked number 20 in the nation. I know. So everybody's got to complain now about how old they are. They, they Watch throw for it from the Washington the Huskies this Turned week. 25 four yeah. weeks ago. Uh huh. They're so old and mature that uh, we're, we're really concerned with how our youngsters are going to play against them. He's already, yeah, they're six months older than you. Shut up. He's already 11 months away from being 26. <laughs> so bad. Uh, it's crazy. It's so bad. But it was, they, I mean, they did they win. Won. So they, they took yeah, care they of business. The yes. They got the win, struggling or not. Yes. So, you know, they came down a little bit from the big game. Yep. Right, and yes. they they still got the win, yep. which is good, mm-hmm. and they were able to maybe shake it off and get a little lackadaisical on the field and yet win handily. Yeah, so they that's did. good. Yeah, it is good. It is good because it could have gone the other way. Spin on that. It could have gone the other way, and I'm it working didn't. for the network, I'm so it's great. <laughs> uh, but this week against Washington, they're going to have to play a lying. lot better than they did. A lot better I, than I, they I, did. That's what I'm concerned about Missouri too, because we'll get this win this week against South Carolina, and then we play Alabama. Oof. Oof. That's brutal. So we could win. We could go. We could win the rest of the season. And be you know ten and two, and two losses are going to be to Georgia and Alabama. Those well, two that teams wouldn't be that bad though. No, but those two teams are going to be playing for the national championship. Yeah, they they're going to play are. for the SEC championship and the national championship. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. It could. That could happen. All right. So I mean, if Clemson that. Clemson doesn't get in there somewhere, right? Covered all the big college football games for the weekend. Huh? Now let's no, talk we about something not. else. No, we Shall did we? not cover all the big. Well, we covered we covered, <laughs> covered the big, the big college ones. games, but we didn't cover all of them. No, well, Nebraska. There's, there's some big ten oh, games that happened, right? I mean, a couple of teams played in the Big Ten. Oh, uh, yeah, Wisconsin won. Uh, uh, nice beating Iowa, which was fun for me to see. Because nice. no doubt you need that victory. Need and, that victory. Listen, the team. Uh, I'm surprised the team that uh, beat you is still ranked below you, Cal. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated. 
right? Yeah, they're, I don't oh, think they're even ranked yet. Yeah, really? they just came in this week. Oh, did they? Yeah. 25? Yeah, 23, something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the 20s. Um, well, a team we beat is also ranked ahead of us, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, well. So that's, that happens. Ridiculous. But then... Um, that's the sports, uh, right? There, they don't want to admit anything they did was wrong. The Corn Cob team or whatever the, from the Midwest. Uh, where? Oh, they do. No, they played, they played the maze. That's right. They played the maze and blue of the University of Michigan. <laughs> Michigan's good, man. And when, they're, when you're not good and you play Michigan, it's, it gets ugly. Uh, and it did. 56-10. Oh, is that what it was? That's a serious Oof. beating. I, I felt so bad wow. for Scott Frost in the after-game interview when they're trying to you know figure out what's wrong with his team. And he's like, if, if I knew that, I would have fixed it already. Uh, if there was anything I could fix, <laughs> well, I would have me. That. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm trying to get to it. It's okay? a long-term process. Yeah. And they're, not, they're just not going to win this year. And they may they may not win at all. Well, no, we, we we just scheduled Bethune Cookman. So okay, maybe we could sneak in. Maybe one there, you'll so. be Bethune. I would believe that, except there's a Troy game. I'm remembering. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> oh, those. Oh, there was a great there was a great moment in the game, and it was when Michigan scored a touchdown, and then they missed the extra point. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so memorable. Wow. During, during the game, great. though, fifty-six uh, to ten. By the way, Michigan. Did you see the Did you see the tweets from Wendy's during the game? Yes, and people Tremendous. were getting really they bent getting, out of shape. They were getting all wound up I on it was, Wendy's. It was an unnecessary tweet, but it was still whatever, man. Who cares? What they tweet? So Wendy's tweets uh, might need a Scott Frosty to ice down the beating Nebraska is taking. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That's funny. And so one of the one of this Barbara Rubin. Oh uh, gosh, yeah, she is. not smart at Wendy's. Nebraska fans eat fast food too. Mm-hmm. Wendy's. Pretty sure they also know how to take a joke. <laughs> Barbara, jokes are funny. This is not Wendy's. LOL. Maybe we should start selling pacifiers, yes, too. That was well played. Ah! Yeah. Now, she has deleted her, her Twitter mm. account. Are now. you kidding me? No, because I think people were. I bet. Just, I'll yeah. bet they were really pissed. Tearing her up. Man. I wouldn't like that if that was directed to BYU, though. We, you're already pissed. You're yeah, already Wendy's hurt. trying to you're sell some frosties and get attention. You don't Stop need that it. from Wendy's. You don't need that. Don't need it. Sorry, you don't need. Do you I, wanna, I think it was unnecessary. Pacifier, but it wasn't worth getting up and tweeting right. them back at. No, yeah, well, well, it would be if she didn't delete it, right? Because now yeah. she can have fun with Wendy's the rest of the year. Yeah, how about? See, that's the smart. Yep. The smart move is to just get Twitter followers and just you know beat the heck out of Wendy's all the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Except Nebraska would have to win. Probably not going to happen. Maybe the Bethune Cookman week, though. That's a possibility. (laughs) I mean, we could. The Bethune Cookman. uh, The Cats Cats logo? I don't know. The Bethune Cookman. Drummers? (laughs) Okay, they are. Velcros? The. the, The Wildcats, of course. The Wildcats. Okay, sure. Are they even a. I don't. And I think it's an FCS. Yeah. Is it even SCS? I don't think so. All right. I don't is that think they the are. division? Is that like Division Two? I mean, the opponents available oh for gosh. October twenty seventh were so scant few. That's it's bad. not like Alabama had an open date. Oh wait, except they did. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't want to play Alabama. I wouldn't want year. to even want none of that. be within the same. You aren't lying. You don't Alabama want none right of that. Uh-uh. I watched a little bit of that Alabama Texas A and M game, man. Woof. Yeah, they're. Good. Yeah, they are. Although Alabama did exactly what I talked about during that game. The A&M guy got got the boot for targeting. Mm-hmm. And later on in the game, Alabama running back drops his helmet, helmet to helmet while he's running. Nothing. <laughs> Jeez. It's irritating. It's okay. Irritating. Uh, Jody in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey. So- 
glad to see that the commissioner's there. He might be able to answer the uh, question. I failed to mention more. Uh, what would happen if hmm. all of the NFL players sat on the sidelines and said, due to these ignorant rules, we ain't playing no more. We're going to watch the cheerleaders. Oof. Mm. I mean, I, I, I don't know, right? I you think that would a, be fine, except for the part where you're not allowed to look at the cheerleaders. You're supposed to be there, <laughs> but you're not actually allowed to. Yeah, the to. players aren't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the players I, aren't. I think they'd probably bring in other players like they did during the strike. Yeah, you'd walk through. Yeah. yeah. you do the scabs. Yeah, I bet they would. You know, look, we talked, Thanks, about, it. We talked about it last week, right? Uh, we had the call uh, during Moron, which was wrong, by the way, uh, uh, we're two wins, one loss. Blame the, the Patriots and Tom oh, yeah. Brady I for know, that one. That's over. but that's okay. Uh, you know, I'm just letting you know. I want to get it out there. We did. Mm-hmm. It know, was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the NFL, you know, was finding finds players for not speaking to the press, but they don't find the players for kneeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the sidelines. So there's rules and there's not rules. So where where they're going to land with that, I don't know. You'd have to talk to the forty million dollar man that doesn't know what to do. With <laughs> Uh, Jeff in Missouri. Hi, you're on the blaze. Good afternoon. Good hey. morning. Whatever it happens to be. It's mm-hmm. all the same to me. <laughs> I drive a truck, so hours don't matter anymore. Yeah, right. Um, I, I'm, my, my question is about this slap with Ben Roethlisberger and mm-hmm. the... Uh, and asking her for a kiss? Starlet, the starlet of the minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know why everybody's so, so uh, upset about it. I mean, what, what position does he play? Uh, quarterback. Okay. What position did O.J. Simpson play? Running back. Uh, I thought he was a wide receiver. Tail, tailback? No. No, O.J. No, Simpson? Was, no, O.J. Simpson was tailback. First guy to get 2,000. Yeah. Great. Well, I mean, you know, she played football, too. I, I was told I can't say what position, but you can figure it out. <laughs> Okay. Ah, see, All right, thanks, ruined Jeff. your jump though, didn't it? <laughs> ah, see, good thing. Yeah. I, good thing I never been there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, it's time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Happy Monday. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Is that what you're waiting for? Or That didn't sound very heartfelt, Jeffy. <laughs> I know. What do you think about that? I, actually, I was waiting, but it's not a happy Monday. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, All right, they're in a break. It is kind of a happy It's Monday. kind of a happy Monday, yes. Yeah, no, you're Cougars won again, even though Green Bay lost. Ooh. Yeah, they lost. Shouldn't have lost to the Redskins. Terrible Redskins loss. Redskins kicked their butt. Terrible loss. Stuff. I don't know about kicked their butt. Here it was we go. Pretty close. I. What, what are y'all speaking I of? I don't so. even know the sport you're referring to. I know it's baseball season. The Braves won the National the League. That. I seem to think Washington mm-hmm. took care oh, of business. Here we go. I tried. Pat, I'm yeah, sorry. Take him. Take him on here. Here we go. The Redskins took care of business. They took care of business. Okay. Okay. Final. Uh, the final score was At uh, NFL.com. 14-point difference. I forgot the actual Was it 14? Oh, okay. I believe so. Bill Cosby trial taking a break. Well, I'm sorry. Was it more than 14? 
No. I don't okay, know. Okay. I, I can't okay. find the score. 31, 31 to 17. 31 Jeffy, 17. who's your NFL team, by the way, Jeffy? He doesn't have one. He well, has the convenience yeah. of not having one. Yeah. So no, 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 no. Don't let him off the hook. He <laughs> likes to say it's the Patriots because they employed his son. No, well, they did the not. They fired my son. The Patriots not only like lost, but they mm-hmm. ruined more on trivia's perfect record. Which is, that's okay. true. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. So, bastards. I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. We played the game correctly, and that's what happens sometimes. We tell you not to bet money on it, but <laughs> do if we? you do, you'll make money. Well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. So they're in a break at the Bill Cosby trial, and uh, he's looking like uh, you know the, uh, they are just beating him to death. Uh, the old man, they're going to send him to jail, man. They want him gone. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Well, he was convicted of um, raping counts, women. Three so counts of aggravated indecent assault and drugging <laughs> and assaulting you. Andrew Costin. I don't know what his deal is. I don't Pat. either. What's that? He's like, he's 100 years old. He's been in a house care. arrest. He's, like, he's been he's raping women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you apply that same standard to, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the, the old guys that get a, um, finally found out for being Nazi prison guards? Oh, they're old. You oh, know, whatever. Old. They were just part they of the Holocaust and you know, baking Jews, whatever. Come on, man. Plus, justice—it's never too late for justice. I don't care how. Plus, the guy had his day in court. He did. did. He went through due process. Yes, he did. And he lost. He lost. That's why I'm telling you they have—they're getting ready to sentence him. Well, they're gonna—they're thinking about it, right? Yeah. The judge is considering. Could be 30 years. Might be 10 years if he puts them all together. You know, I'm. I've heard some speculation. He might not see any jail time. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably. I, I was thinking about that too. They might just give him the house arrest, right? Yeah, I don't know what they'll do, but that, I think that's find him guilty. He's found guilty, and good. then give him, uh, you know, give him a house arrest when he can't travel. Anywhere. Which would be pretty sweet for him, you know. After Not I don't being know, able being to leave your home. Rape, <laughs> I mean, pretty, that's. I'm imagining he's got a pretty nice home. You know, it's not like he lives in a single wide. You know, in you a don't know slum that. area. He, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. No, it's okay. He's got a pretty nice place outside yeah. of Philadelphia there. Uh, congratulations to Sirius XM, uh, buying the, uh, the music streaming service yeah. Pandora. Created the largest uh, audio entertainment company ever. $3.5 billion. I mean, that's Sweet. they already own 15% of it, and yeah. uh, now they're just taking it over. Now, they claim uh, no immediate change to listener offerings right now. So good. Hmm. Okay, that, that's true until tomorrow, uh, until whenever the deal is done. What they're really buying, though, I was reading a, an article that talked about how they're what uh, uh, Sirius was really wanted. Like they have uh, Sirius has uh, thirty six million subscribers, yeah, and Pandora has seventy million monthly listeners. Oh wow! So what they're saying that uh, Sirius really wanted was the users' online listening behavior data. Really? From Pandora. The user's online listening behavioral data. Wow. So that they can, they'll be able to, I mean. Program their stations better yeah. with that. Yeah, that's interesting. And that, that's good information to have and sell, too. That's oh, yeah. Money too. Oh, yeah. That's probably worth the three and a half billion you right there. Lying it is. Mm-hmm. Right, right off the top that you aren't kidding it is. I mean, yeah. that's already done, right? It's over with. Uh-huh. 3.5 billion. That's nothing. Yeah. Pandora's going to go, probably should have sold it for a little bit more. <laughs> Although three point five billion, that's tough to say no to. That's not bad. I'd sell for three point five billion. Anybody wants well, my company? 
my non-existent company. I'll sell you the blaze today for three point five billion. <laughs> no kidding. It's not even ours to sell. We'll we'll say yes. It's yours on behalf of the it owner. It is yours. Can it's I, yours can for three point five billion. Yes. What's yes. that? Can I get a receipt? You absolutely uh-huh. can. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. All right. No <laughs> we'll give problem. Give me a bill of sale or receipt, whatever you want. I'll put it in triplicate. I guarantee you. Somebody call me right now and make the offer, and it's Done. yours for three point five billion. Done. Wow. <laughs> In fact, I'll go further. We'll okay. give it to you for a whole billion dollars less. Oh, oh less. One third okay. less. Okay, yeah, no, 2.5 billion. Will you, will, you, will you throw in the polar bear? Yes. Yes, the polar bear, too, for 2.5 billion. For the billion. sale? Yes. Mm. Yes. If you drop below 2.5, that polar bear stays. Yeah, I'm. we're not going any, a, okay. a penny below 2.5. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I, right. you know, there mm. might be some pushback. From but, but doubtful. Yeah, very, very doubtful. <laughs> the pushback will be from the polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Audi is the latest uh, luxury automaker to launch a subscription-based service to get customers who want to have access to a fleet of fancy cars but don't want to own or lease one. This is kind of a cool idea, actually. <laughs> um, the uh, company Audi Select, launching here in DFW, uh, set for a monthly price of $1,395. You can choose from a range of vehicles, and you get uh, two vehicle swaps per month. So you're driving two cars a month, mm-hmm. brand spanking new for thirteen ninety five. You get it delivered to your house or where you know wherever the dealership is, and you get uh, insurance, maintenance, roadside assistance, unlimited mileage, and uh, two days of silver car rentals per month. I don't know that that might be worth it, right? That's a lot of money, though. That's $1,400. And you don't own the car? You don't, you, you don't own it, but you're not Come paying on. insurance. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, some of us pay a little bit more yeah. on insurance than others. <laughs> yeah, some of us do. Just a, I mean, just a thought. Uh-huh. I don't know who that would be. <laughs> some people get, some people, you know, I got that I just got, jacked up a little bit. I just got 2000 was it 2000 a year knocked off mine? Ooh. And it's still $6,000 oh, a year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugly. Now you could Ugly. go. You could go with Porsche's two thousand a month. Uh, Mercedes Benz has a one Porsche 000. for two thousand, and it, is it the same deal? You get yeah. insurance with that. Uh, Mercedes Benz has a one thousand ninety five dollar month rate. BMW has two thousand a month. Jaguar Rovers have. Uh, I've never heard of this before. I have not either. And the cheapest uh, huh. Care by Volvo is six hundred a month. Now some of these services might not be available here yet, though. Can you? But can you? Uh, what kind of car do you get for the for the thirteen ninety five from Audi? Do you get the A eight if you want? Do you get the yeah? They, well, they is have, it any car well, that you, you want you get for that the, money? Uh, you get the A four, the A five, the Q five, the Q seven SUVs, the S five coupe. Okay, those are not the top of the line though. Yeah, that's not the that's mm-hmm. not the black one that's in the lot. Nope, that black one that's in the lot. It's nice. It's nice. nice. I know. Yeah. That's the one. That's I, nice. I, that's a nice car. Mm-hmm. I hate to drive into that one day. Is <laughs> that a jealous rage? It is. Or, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. That's a nice car. Yeah, it is. I know. I see a couple on the road, too. The newer Audis like that. Uh, those sleek sedans from Audis. The Audis look, look great. Nice. Yeah, I didn't used to like them, but I, I like them I now. know. Those look really nice. But mm-hmm. yeah, that doesn't appear to be on this. Thirteen ninety five. Oh. I mean, for to buy fourteen hundred dollars, that should pretty much get you anything to drive. That's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. I wonder if you do have uh, 
if the I wonder if there's a difference if a person were to say, "Hey, uh, Audi, that's a great deal, thirteen ninety five a month. I want to do that." But if that person were to have, you know, I don't know, insurance issues, I wonder if they jack the price up any. Because they're providing the insurance and the maintenance. The maintenance and all that stuff, that's easy. That's already worked in. But the insurance has got to be yeah, gonna be tough, right? Unless they're just insuring it themselves. It does include maintenance, too. Like yeah. the regular maintenance uh, trip to the... So said, maintenance, roadside assistance, unlimited wow. mileage. Is, I don't know. That's not bad. I know. When you include all that, that's not bad. I know. You don't have insurance. You don't, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not... No upkeep. Because it's really... It's it costs a lot to maintain those cars. Right. I mean, that's what you're paying for. A lot. Right. I mean, yeah. the Mercedes. I, I I love it. My my mm-hmm. my father-in-law has the Mercedes that I like. But you know, you drive by a Mercedes dealership and they ding your account for three hundred. Uh huh. I mean, just drive by it and uh-huh. you hear the bank account go beep. Yep. Oh yeah, we were just checking remotely, yeah. making sure everything was okay. Because if it wasn't, we'll shut you down. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much where they're at. And with all those, you, you do the maintenance at 5,000 to 10,000. Every 5,000 miles, yeah. you do another maintenance thing. And, and sometimes those maintenance that's uh, right. are really, it's a lot. It's and, like, oh, it's a $1,500 maintenance time. Yeah. And another thing wow. where they get you is they don't, like you go in, say it's time for your, for an oil. You get your oil change, maintenance change, mm-hmm. uh, your maintenance update. Okay. So you get the maintenance update. And they say, ooh, uh, not only is it the regular, $1,500 maintenance update, we found something else wrong. Yeah. And we can't let you out of the garage unless that's fixed. So we went ahead and fixed mm-hmm. that for you. That's another 2000 <laughs> But you didn't even call or anything. I know, but we couldn't let you out of the garage anyway. So, mm-hmm. sorry. So, you know, yeah. I don't even get a sorry. It's just a so. So, I mean, pay me. Do we, <laughs> right. <laughs> should, we just, should we just take it from the same account that we take it from when you drive by? Or do you want to pay us from another card? <laughs> That's agonizing, man. Uh, 132 pounds of Cargill ground beef recalled over E. coli risk. I know. Think of that, the 132 pounds of ground beef products. Now, what's good is that the Cargill has uh, only recalled 25,000 pounds um, about a month ago. They didn't get it all, so they're just bringing in another hundred thirty-six thousand. Let's ah, just get it all. It's not a problem. Let's, let's just bring it in. Get rid of it all. And there's a one person. I mean, seventeen are sick, and one person is dead, according to the CDC, over this E. coli from Cargill ground beef. So, <laughs> I would not be eating that mm. meat, man. And you know, I mean, look, you can, you know, what happens to you when you eat E. coli beef? I won't give you the rundown as I have in the past, but mm. it ain't pretty. Emphasis on run. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's rough stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is he dead yet? Is he finally dead yet, Alex Jones? What? Is Alex Jones finally dead? We killed him. Is the horse dead? Uh, no. Because apparently not. Because now PayPal pulled the plug. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, PayPal, PayPal says, oh, look, no, yeah, we uh, we can't offer our services to InfoWars and related websites. Um we just we we believe the hatred and discrimination have no place in our democratic society, and we don't support this conduct. You've got ten days. I mean, wow! Just when you thought that you were still mm. kind of, I mean, that's how people are paying for his website, right? Probably a lot of them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. they're giving him ten days to find another way for some kind of payments right. in order to be Jeez. a subscriber to it. That's huh? a lot of money. Oh, yeah, boy. that's bad. Come on, PayPal. You're supposed to just. I mean, I know that they talked about, well, we 
did similar action uh, in 2017 when we stopped processing payments for groups associated with the hate march in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, oh, okay. Who are those groups? I'd like to know. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the neo-Nazis? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, said, they just said hate groups. They didn't even mention who, but I mean, you know, they pulled the plugs. They haven't so, done any left-wing hate groups. Why, why don't you do the Southern Poverty Law Center? Why oh, don't you shut gosh. them down? Talk about a hate group. They hate everything that's right of center. Everything and everyone. Uh, they'll never shut down a left-wing hate group. No. Never. No. Never. They Have they shut down anything from uh, uh, the anti- Antifa people? The anti-fascist people that hate no. so much? No. Not not a single website nope. of Antifa people have has been shut down. But Twitter did... <laughs> Uh, shut down James Woods' Twitter account. Yes, another conservative. Which was good. Another uh, conservative. I mean, they had to shut him down. Look, he's only got a little over a million followers. 1.7. I mean, that's amazing. 1.7 million. What I love about this is the tweet, and if you're watching Blaze Television, you can see the tweet. He quoted a tweet from July, which was, the tweet was, we're making a woman's vote worth more by staying home. Kind of funny, kind of it, silly. But it wasn't real, right? Well, he asked in his tweet, in his tweet, pretty mm-hmm. scary that there is a distinct possibility this could be real. Not likely, mm-hmm. but in this day and age of absolute liberal insanity, it is at least possible. Twitter, oh no, oh no, no, no. That, yeah, we, we're gonna have we to suspend your account that. for There's, that. Yeah, we're gonna have to spend it. Now he he said that uh, that's bad. Twitter told him his account would be reactivated if he deleted the tweet. James Wood said, no, uh, no, uh, no, I will not delete my tweet. And uh, Twitter did not, could not be reached for a response after that. Mm. But, you know, I mean, that's just agonizing. It is. Come on. Come on, James. Look, at some point we've got to decide whether these private companies are not, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm for making them, you know, nationalizing them. I don't know that I'm for that, but they went before our leaders and said, we're an open forum, right? And they said, we're an open forum. We allow everything. Don't let us get sued. We need special dispensation from on high to not let us get sued. Mm -hmm. And we, and our, and our leaders said, you know what? Yes. If you're not biased, you uh, will give you that protection. Open forum. You're right. But now they're biased. Right. So take away that protection. So, have at it. Yeah. See if you're a private company, then have at it. Yep. We can. We'll see how you do. And I, you know, I, I, I would like to have that happen. Me too. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you know, one of the things that never really happens to me, and I'm a little disappointed about this. And now it's good that it happened, I guess, because you know we're keeping drugs off the street, and that's important. Uh, but uh, officials at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Uh, they uh, they were got uh, they were offered two pallets of bananas uh, from the ports of America in Freeport, located uh, in near Galveston, and uh, because they were unclaimed and they were becoming ripe, and they said, "Hey, we got two pallets of bananas here. Come and get them. They're yours." So the two sergeants sent to pick up the bananas noticed one of the boxes felt a little different from the others. Uh-oh. Check inside under the bananas, they found a bundle of white powder. Huh. Tested positive for cocaine. Ah, they figured, well, let's search the rest of them, okay? We found 540 packages of cocaine, estimated at about $17.8 million. Wow. So, no, that was just sitting there. 
uh, in those boxes of bananas on pallets nobody was picking up. Uh, somebody is, uh, Somebody's going to be killed over uh, that. Or has been already. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sitting there just in those banana boxes. Yeah. Oof. Now, this is just a, I'm going out of my way here for mm-hmm. the, you know... For the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and the you know Department of Ports of America and Freeport, if you guys you know have some more bananas that need to be picked up or anything, <laughs> yeah. You know. Jeffy's courier is standing by. Yeah, mm-hmm. call me. Mm-hmm. Call me. I'll make. I'll get the man. We can come out. Get you move pallets. the bananas for get, him. We'll get those pallets out of there for you. Okay, that's <laughs> big of you. I will. And look, if something happens, big. if mm-hmm. something were to be in those boxes again, it's highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Of course, I would tell you. Of course. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More chewing the fat coming up in a sec. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Real quick, let's go to Darian in Michigan. Uh, Darian, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey guys. Hey. Um, I got a quick question for you. Uh, this whole Alex Jones thing. Jeffy said uh, he, he kind of hit the nail on the head. They're beating a dead horse. Yeah. Um, no, he's not dead yet. No, he's kicking not. It. And well, yeah. If we keep kicking it, and I don't, I don't agree with. Probably eighty percent, ninety percent of what he says. He's a uh, a broken clock is right twice a day, you know. Um, I don't think he is, though. Really is. No, 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 I don't think I mean, he is. I don't think he's. I, I don't know that he's ever been right about anything. But anyway, the WTO what? stuff. The WTO stuff. He uh, he he's a. Unfortunately, that's the point. Is that occasionally he does. Uh, a, a blind a blind squirrel will find a nut. Occasionally, I don't I don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, when they started doing this whole shutdown thing, uh, I, I followed him on Twitter just because I'm not going to have some yuppies out in Silicon Valley telling me who I listen to. Right. I know. Right. And it, it's wrong. It, and we've said many times, you know, that that we've got to stand up for his rights. Sure as much do. as we don't it, like what he does, yeah, we've got to stand up for his ability to do it. And so yeah. we've been trying to. And I, I know. I absolutely oppose to Twitter taking him off. Uh, Google taking Facebook, him off. YouTube, Facebook, all of you, them. All of them. Stop it. It my, sucks. It's wrong, question, and it's got to stop. My question is, is um, since they're doing this, and they're, I, I mean, the, the quote from Glenn's show about the gods of the copybook heading keeps coming to mind. Yeah. First they came for Alex Jones. Yeah. We have the opportunity right now to stop it there, for the quote to not continue. First they came for Alex Jones, and we said, hell no. Yeah. I mean, we have that choice. And the question is, I mean, I, I subscribe to a couple of different people, um, like a paid subscription, and uh, I, I only do it to people that I support. The mm-hmm. problem is is that they're about to take this guy right off the bandwave, yeah. uh, off the bandwave, they're, they're, off the airwaves. And they're I'm, trying I'm, to. I'm worried. Yeah, they're yeah, trying I mean, to. Where, and cause where does that go, guys? Well, it goes, it goes to that? us next, I think. Yeah, I, you yeah know, I think it does. I think it comes think to it us. To you guys next. I think mm-hmm. it goes to Steven Crowder shortly after that. Yep. I think it goes to Ben Shapiro after that. And then where do, where are we at? 
we have a very small, minute group of people left that are defending the right side of the aisle, and most of them are at Fox News. And that, I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, whatever you have to think about Fox News is there, but I, I feel like I feel like the problem there is that there's there's just two great towering creatures in the sky at that point. It's it's the left side of the media and then it's Fox News. And yes, they're the bear in the door as it were, but they're not very much of a bear anymore. And I I really feel like the the smaller the smaller teams, you guys, um, Ben, uh, 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 Stephen Crowder, you guys aren't exactly that small, but compared to some of the mm-hmm. the money and compared and, to Fox News, we're pretty yeah, small. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, compared to that, it, 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 it's terrifying. What is what is it, coming right. around the bend? Yes, it is. So it is. My question is: Should I? I mean, obviously, it has to be my own call. But do you guys think it's a good idea to start supporting Alex Jones with our wallets instead of just with our words? Well, yeah. You know, it might not be a bad yeah. idea. I think so. I, know. I think what you could do really... I hate to really, say it, but I think so. I know what you could do is just send me the cash, and then I'll support him <laughs> so it doesn't look like it's you. So, <laughs> Really? Yeah. I, that I, is I big of you, I know. I know. Look, Thanks, I think Terry, Alex charges $150 a, a week. <laughs> I don't think yeah, he I does. Yeah, that's what he charges. I, I don't so just think send he... me that. <laughs> And I'll make sure that you have a subscription. No, it's a great point. And it we, sure is. And we've said it before. We will be next. What, I or think he's, if I, not very next, that we'll be down the went, line somewhere. That though. list he went down is the list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it absolutely is. Absolutely. Us, I know. Crowder, uh, Ben Shapiro. At least we absolutely. don't have to worry. And look, at least we've got Geraldo Rivera doing and radio again. How much, yeah, thank you. Uh, how much would they love to eventually get Fox News oh. off the air? I mean... That's where it winds and look, up. Their eventually. game plan is right. A little at a time. Just keep chipping away at it. Yep. A little at a time. A little yep. at a time. Then the next thing you know, it's hey, we're here for you now. They've got the real conspiracy guy right now. So they'll, they'll go next to Glenn, who they claim has been a conspiracy uh, proponent when he yep. hasn't. And a racist against and a the racist. president. Yeah, the, the guy who once called the president a racist. Finally, get him off the air. Huh. <laughs> It's not funny. It isn't. It's not funny at all. It's really true. It's it's, scary. It's frightening. 888-933-93. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And I got some tweets here from uh, Millennial Falcon. Seriously, Pat, you had to ask, what would they impeach Pence for? Conservatism. <laughs> they consider conservatism a high crime and or misdemeanor. <laughs> uh, from uh, El Byronic Hero. 
Uh, Pico is surrounded by female sharks and is staying away because he's looking forward to a career in the shark courts. Oh, yeah. He disappeared. He disappeared We somehow. got a problem with that. Yeah. Hmm. I guess they're, are they changing websites or something? Isn't that the yeah. excuse? I mean, that's their excuse, but we actually know. Was Pico actually killed by the f- family that moved from Texas to the East Coast, and they tracked him down through his movements on the yep. website and killed him before he could kill them? Yeah, so now when you go to look up <clears throat> Pico, if we have the image, mm-hmm. it just shows that uh, he has dropped off the face of the you earth. You get a 404 uh, error message. Yep, so I uh, don't know. From Martin Flatch- Martian Flatulence. As a person who, who, who whose fantasy team faces Roethlisberger next week, I must say I think he should be suspended from the NFL immediately. Yeah, yeah. And since he plays <laughs> yeah. the Falcons in two weeks, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> he should be suspended. At, at least a two-week suspension. He asked a porn star for a kiss, and she said no, so he didn't. I think uh, suspension is not – it's not nearly enough. So he's – The guy's got to be poked with pickle forks. Yeah. He's still out, out in society, loose. Mm-hmm. All right. A menace. Mm-hmm. Now, Roethlisberger has a reputation. Yeah, there was something. Things. There was something. Something in Georgia a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we know what it was? He was accused of you know, doing more than that with a woman at yeah. one point. And I think he was exonerated of that, though, or whatever. I, I don't know. But, I mean, this thing is so tame. It's, it's, this is what you bring up in your book? What a stupid book you've yeah. written. But don't forget, he made physical contact mm-hmm. with the door. He, he lightly, did, he lightly, lightly pushed, pushed on it. the door. Yeah. And we, have, we, have we reached out to the attorney for the hotel room door? Because no. there might be something there. There might. Physical contact. That's right. It's an assault of a door. <laughs> then she closed the door and he stood there for a while. We don't know how long exactly, but it could have been up to a minute or more. Roughly 60 seconds. And then he left. That's enough to get a loitering ticket. Bastard. Hmm. Telling you. Yeah. He's a danger to society. It's troubling is what it is. If I might might bring that word into the discussion, it's troubling. I am troubled by it. So... uh, I'm going to call the authorities and see what we can get done. So if he doesn't walk her <clears throat> to her room, yeah, and he, he just disregards what Trump asked her, him to do. He walked. No, he walked her to his. But but if he room. doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, then he's just a jerk for just letting a a, a yes. lady walk up to her room um, alone, unaccompanied. unaccompanied. Yeah, you can't have that. So not wh- in 2006 when this happened, you right. can't have that. So in the future. If you're asked to, or even if you're not asked, if you if you walk a woman up to a room, mm-hmm. you can't break stride. You just have to. Is this your room? Okay, and you got to keep the same pace. Keep going. Don't say goodbye. Don't, don't say, say good night. Don't lean. Certainly, don't, don't ask for a kiss. You just keep walking. I mean, there shouldn't be interpersonal relations between a man and a woman. There just shouldn't be any. Okay, I've often said that. Yeah. Uh, we just need to stop that feature of humanity. It needs to go away. Oh, it's on its way. Guys have got to stop trying to kiss girls. It's yeah. got to stop. It's got to stop. And uh, I'm sure someday it probably will, frankly. <laughs> They're going to round us all up. Oh, man. All the men up. So that, that'll take care of it, even if it hasn't been outlawed by then. Hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, robot brothels. Don't forget, those are going to be big. Uh, yes, and that, I mean, that's going to be an alternative. Mm. Are you kidding? With everything going the way it is, 
How could that not be an attractive alternative to people? To just not not be bothered with any of the nonsense that goes along with all this stuff. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I forgot to bring my guitar today because I was going to try to duplicate the uh, the Beto sound, which oh. I know is really difficult. If someone had it, only sent you an email reminder. This particular this particular uh, guitar riff that he's so geniusly produced for us. That television. I mean, that's genius stuff right there. Um, listen to that. So good. And then he kicks into gear here. Okay, well, one of our listeners has uh, <laughs> has put together a way that you can play guitar like Beto does. Uh-huh. This is uh, great stuff. Nick Ryan. Nick nice, Ryan nice sent job, this to us. We're going to tweet this out later. And it's a, it's a <laughs> play like Beto guitar lesson. <laughs> Genius is what it is. It's, it's uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be really excited about this, and they're going to be playing in punk rock bands soon when they hear. Hey, my name is Nick, and I'm going to show you how to play guitar just like Beto O'Rourke. Okay. A guitar legend from the 1990s, <laughs> and more recently, a Hispanic yes. man running a campaign in Texas for Ted Cruz's seat in the U.S. Senate. Now, okay. you probably uh-huh. won't be able to replicate this right away, but right. follow probably these not. quick tips and you'll be able to really feel that Hispanic vibe that was made so famous during the potato famine by Beto, <laughs> Robert, Francis, Smurphy, O'Brien, McGinnis, O'Flannity, McFlannity, Gallagher, William, Wallace, O'Rourke, Hernandez, Catholic. All right, so the first step is to get your guitar into standard tuning. Uh, make sure it's really tightly tuned. You dot your I's and you cross your T's with the tuning. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then take Duh. a yeah. hammer and hit the guitar on the headstock a few times. McShannon Grass used to use his teeth, but you can use a hammer. It works just as good. And do that until it sounds like... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. And see, only an Irish... Uh, Hispanic uh, genius would know to do that. It's interesting. Ivan, do we have that number? Okay, so let's move on to the riff. This riff is on the 11th fret on the high E and the B string. So you're kind of just going to... Now, make sure your fingers are like kind of on the frets, not in between them, but actually on them. Okay. And that's a really important part because that's how you get that deep, sustaining tone. See? Mm-hmm. Hear that? <laughs> All right, let's do it again. And you can always improvise a little bit. Are you getting this at yeah, home? Yeah, you can put in some of these. Yeah. <laughs> this is valuable stuff right here. Mm-hmm. All right, and then go into the solo. <laughs> it's powerful. Powerful. 
I just broke a string. No, I didn't break the string. The string broke itself. It's a broken guitar. Well, you get the idea. Uh, Thanks for listening. Using these tips, you'll be able to open a whole new can of kale when you're playing guitar. (laughs) Wow. Nice. (laughs) So good. Yeah. It's a great guitar lesson from uh, Nick Ryan. Yeah, Appreciate we'll that. Thank you. Post that on Twitter at Pat Unleashed uh, <laughs> after the show today. You can enjoy that for yourself. And then you'll be playing guitar like Beto in no time. Like he said, you probably won't replicate it immediately, <laughs> but with some practice. Yeah. You know, you do that every day yeah. and pretty soon it comes. And, and you know bang, it. you're just doing it. You're playing like Beto. And you're running for Senate. And exactly. Yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> it does sound like a lot of. Uh, for those who don't g- search out guitar videos online, that's just exactly how they go, too. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if Nick actually does guitar videos, because uh, mm. many of them are pretty much like that. 888 uh and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, what else have we not gotten to yet that, oh my we, goodness. Uh, that we need to? We've got this... Uh, uh, Beto, new Jim Crow. Well, yeah, we already played that, right? No, oh, we got all sorts of fun stuff. We got Obama getting angry. You oh, yeah, that's what that. I wanted to uh, get to. Barack Obama got all freaky with his crowd. Mm. This is really weird. I I guess people were looking at their phones while he was speaking. Hmm? Can you imagine that happening? No, I, I would never. What are you talking about? I mean, that's kind of rude, actually. Like if someone's hey, speaking. hey, you, what? You pay attention. Pay attention. This is important. Huh. Pay attention. That's it's exactly what he does. Um, yeah, somebody tells him to get off their phone. Yeah, somebody's missing the attention. I think and the power. And and how dare you not just be in rapture of everything <laughs> I'm saying? How dare you not just be down there adoring me yep. as I'm speaking to you? Mm-hmm. Uh. Watch this as he shouts at a crowd of young people. This is great. I'm talking to you, young people. Look, he's pissed. You, you, pay attention. The biggest threat to our democracy is when young people think that it's not about me. I'm just going to look at my phone. Wow. Hey, first of all, we're not a democracy. Okay? This is not a democracy. So it's not a threat to the democracy since we are a democracy. That idiot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is amazing. This guy is such a narcissist. Again, yes. we all know we've got kind of an egomaniac in the White House, <laughs> but he doesn't compare to this guy. Even even Trump doesn't compare to this guy for for narcissism. He also uh, tripped over his words as he tried to as he tried to say, "I love me some Bob Casey." <laughs> oh no! Here's that. I love me some Bob Casey. Casey. I do. He, he, I, he just, he's one of the nicest people I know. Yeah, because he supported him early on. That's why he loves him some Bob Casey. Mm. When everybody else couldn't pronounce it, he goes on to say, Whatever, a lot of you people are trying to figure out how to pronounce my name. Bob Casey was supporting me. Yeah, okay. That tells us how bad Bob Casey is. That tells us why you're there. Oh, good gosh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A group of physicians got together some time ago, 
and formed Brickhouse Nutrition, where they created Field of Greens. Now, what they wanted to do was create a real superfood. A, a superfood that had nutrition facts on the panel because it's actual food. It's, it's not just an extract. Um, one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Complete with antioxidants. It's a daily clean green energy that fuels your body for a healthier and happier lifestyle. You get this in your body and just over time you're going to be you're going to feel better and you're going to you're going to be healthier. Go to brickhousepat.com try field of greens today. You just take one scoop, put it in 8 ounces of water or your favorite smoothie or shake. It tastes great and it's really easy to do. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome. 888-900-3393. Where is the left's outrage over uh, Keith Ellison? Where is that? You know? <laughs> uh, I'd love to see some similar outrage over the, you know, the, that they have with Brett Kavanaugh. And let's see that same fervor directed towards Keith Ellison. Why do you not believe Keith Ellison's accuser? At all. Much more evidence. Way more evidence. Way more credible. But you believe everything these two women have said about Brett Kavanaugh, even though everybody else has said, nope, didn't happen. I mean, it's embarrassing how obvious this is. It's embarrassing. They're not embarrassed by it because they've got no shame anymore. They have no shame left. But they should be embarrassed because, uh, again, I mean, there's emails. There's supposedly uh, recordings of him getting out of control with this woman, Keith Ellison. There's all kinds of her son. Is he a liar, too? Yeah, maybe. But uh, you should be believing everything they say. And you should be demanding that the guy step down and and not uh, run for attorney general uh, this November in the general election. The seriousness of the charge. That's crazy. But everything that anybody says about uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh from 35, 36, 37 years ago is absolutely true. Despite the fact that every single friend you've hunted down has said, no, that that didn't happen. I never heard of anything like that. Nope. Even their good, close, personal friends have said, nope, they never said anything like that to me. I, I don't remember that. They've never said anything about it. Let's, let's see the outrage over Keith Ellison. And then come to me and tell me how serious you are about taking these women seriously. And we should believe everything they say. Hmm. Interesting.
They can't even be consistent in that. 888 Also, how about this family affair that's going on in Arizona? That's rough. Whoa. That is unbelievable. This uh, group of siblings, I guess there's 10 siblings in this family. Six of them got together on a commercial to speak out against their brother because their brother is a Republican. And uh, he's, I guess, evil because he's a Republican. That's, I mean, that's what I got out of the ad. Uh, sure seems like they think he's evil. It's going to be an ugly Thanksgiving there. Wow. Uh, look, look at this ad with these siblings uh, who I, I've never seen anything like this uh, in, in my life. But they all want uh, his opponent. Check this out. Paul Gosar, the congressman, isn't doing anything to help rural America. Paul's absolutely not working for his district. If they care about health care, they care about their children's health care. They would Mm -hmm. hold him to account. If they care (laughs) about jobs, they would hold him to account. If he actually cared Mm -hmm. about people in rural Arizona, I bet he'd be fighting for Social Security for better access to health care. I, I bet he would be researching what is the most insightful water policy to help <laughs> the environment of Arizona sustain itself and be successful. And he's not listening to you, and he doesn't have your interests at heart. My name is Tim Gosar. David Gosar. Grace Gosar. Joan Gosar. Gaston Gosar. Jennifer Gosar. Paul Gosar is my brother. My brother. And I endorse Dr. Brill. Wow. Dr. Brill wholeheartedly endorse Dr. David Brill for Congress. I, I, I mean, I, I'm ashamed of those people. Yeah. That, that's pathetic. That is really pathetic. And they made a couple of them. There's another commercial, too, if you want to air that one. I don't know. I do want to air that one. Grief. I Not mean, just the second, perhaps, but I do want to air that one. I mean, think about that. Six of his nine siblings. Yeah. And that's all political right there. Right, exactly. It's just his different ideological spin on things. <sighs> if he cares about insightful water treatment. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So you're coming after your brother Mm -hmm. and voting and supporting his opponent because of his water policies? (laughs) Seriously? Mm. If he cared about children, he would agree with you on Social Security and Medicare for all, I guess? I mean, that's unbelievable. Just because he has a different path to care for children, you've jumped into the camp of his uh, opponent, and he's your own brother. Wow, that's pathetic. That's ugliness. And there's more. Here's the, here's the other ad. None of this is pleasant for any of us. It's horrible to have to do this. To speak you up don't against have my to brother, do it. it brings sadness to me. This isn't just about Paul. This is about their family. Oh, okay. Wow. I think my brother has traded a lot of the values we had at at our kitchen table. I couldn't be quiet any longer. Really? Nor should any of us be. We got to stand up for our good name. This is not who we are. It's intervention time. And intervention time means that you go to vote Mm. and you go to vote Paul out. 
My name is Tim Gosar. My name is Jennifer Gosar. Gaston Gosar. Joan Gosar. Grace Gosar. David Gosar. Paul Gosar is my brother. My brother. My brother. And I endorse Dr. Brill. Dr. Brill. Dr. Brill. And I wholeheartedly endorse Dr. David Brill for Congress. I'm Dr. David Brill, and I approve this message. You're a douchebag, too. True that. Just like the siblings. Looks like it. Every one of them. Uh, Shameful. That's just pathetic. I mean, nowhere did they say... douchebags? You know, he's been a terrible brother. He's abusing his wife, or, you know, he's he's sexually abusing other women, or he's a drug fiend, and he's selling drugs to school children. Then your siblings come out against you in an intervention. Not because you have Republican policies and they're all Democrats. That's grotesque. My gosh. That's despicable. And, and I love it. One of the things that you couldn't hear on the radio wow. is the, the little graphic comes up and it says, a family defends its honor. Really? Defends its honor, my Because they ass. just destroyed it as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah they sure did. They that, sure did. And the mother is disgusted with them, too. Man. Thankfully, the mom has said, no, that's, that's despicable that they've done this. Think uh, about that. Wow. Let's just say you do disagree with your brother or your sibling or whatever. You don't make an ad... You still love them. You still treat them like a decent human being that you just disagree with. You don't go out of your right. way to make an ad for his opponent. We totally. had to speak out. I hate to have to. You didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to do, join a campaign ad for his opponent. That's embarrassing for you. What a bunch of ugly people they are. Yeah. In more ways than one. It's just ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Wow. <laughs> So here's what here's what Paul Gosler said. My siblings who chose to film ads against me are all liber- liberal Democrats who hate President Trump. Stalin would be proud. That's his big statement. <laughs> I think that's fine. I, I would have said much worse than that. Yeah, he didn't pick this fight. Uh-uh. I would have said much worse than that. If my siblings came out like that, uh, saying things like that because they disagree with me politically, I'd be... Far more pissed than this guy is. Would, would, would you not show up at the gift exchange at Christmas? No, I, I really wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Hmm. Wouldn't show up for Thanksgiving or Christmas. or They wouldn't be getting a lot of car- Christmas cards or calls from me either. And I'm sure they don't care because they're obviously all hateful liberals. But I think we would completely agree wow, with them for ugly. making that ad if it wasn't political and if they had something to say like... If it was something I, terrible I, that he I, did. I need to tell you why my niece now lives with us. Yeah. It's because her father is my brother and he abused her for four years. And when we found out, we took her in. And but it isn't that. Own. No. Paul Paul is embezzling funds from the U.S. government. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for speaking out on that. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's he has different political ideology. So and, you had to speak out. And it's on top crap. of that, mm. not only is it enough for them to say politically we disagree with him, but I wholeheartedly support mm-hmm. the guy who's trying to take my brother's job from him. Wow, golly. That's uh, that's why I support Dr. Brill. Wholeheartedly support Dr. Brill. Boy, Dr. Brill looks like a smarmy SOB as well. <laughs> he does. That little nerd used to get wedges. I, really, I don't like Dr. Brill. Yeah. I'll tell you that right I now. don't like the way his wife looks like, over at him. I don't like any of Dr. I don't Dr. like Dr. Brill. Brill. I don't like Grace. Yep. I don't like Bob. Mm-hmm. I don't like Susie or whatever their stupid names were. I don't even care. 
Because I don't like I don't like any of the Gosler family except for Paul, okay? And his mom. Mm-hmm. And the three siblings who didn't do this yeah. ad. Yeah, I want to see an ad for them now. The rest of you are all douchebags. Yeah. Okay? How do you like that? So are you, Dr. Brill. I hate to have to say that about <laughs> you and your family, but you've shamed your family. Yeah. Okay? You're douchebags. There you go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Mm. Yeah. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. This guitar, obviously, not provided by Beto O'Rourke. Hmm. How could you tell? Because it wasn't like this. So, that's how he could tell. You know the the highlight of that? Is actually when the guy talks. He's like, guys, I think the show's about to be over. And you're praying that maybe this time, it's like Groundhog Day, maybe this time the show will actually end before Beto continues to play. And then, no, No. it doesn't happen that way. So. Kind of sad. It's a sad story. Uh, something great, though, is uh, Mike Lee lambasting the GOP establishment because <laughs> they're pathetic and they haven't done what they said they were going to do uh, as far as taking a stand against Planned Parenthood and uh, providing $500 million a year to Planned Parenthood to provide abortions and continue to kill children. Here's part of what he said. Republicans in this Congress have undertaken such efforts on behalf of certain priorities. In particular, the tax relief and spending increases that are poised to yield a budget deficit of nearly $1 trillion this year. But no such legislative progress has been achieved advancing the right to life, nor the plight of those denied it. For the second straight year of unified Republican governance, unified pro-life governance, Congress's annual spending bills will include no new reforms protecting unborn children or getting federal taxpayers out of the abortion business. The House version of this Health and Human Services spending bill included multiple reforms. It denied taxpayer funds to the largest abortion provider in the country, Planned Parenthood. It eliminated Title X family planning grants, Mm -hmm. which cross-subsidize abortion providers. It prohibited federal funding of research on aborted fetal tissue. It included the Conscience Protection Act, protecting pro-life people and groups from funding discrimination. None of these modest, common-sense spending reforms survived the House-Senate negotiations. Jeez, that's amazing. They haven't, have they done a single thing that they said they were going to do when they ran for office? Uh, They have not killed Obamacare. They have not stopped the funding of abortions at Planned Parenthood. I guess they did give a slight tax cut, which isn't permanent. Mm -mm. Uh, So, let's see. You could really, I don't know. I was about to give them credit for uh, putting Gorsuch through, but that's... That wasn't that, that, that wasn't that Congress. Goes to Trump. Uh, yeah, that's Trump. 
Have they done anything of themselves that wasn't Trump inspired? The what the Trump didn't do? I, I don't think so. Well, don't forget they're about to extend the Patriot Act. Uh, they're going to call it oh, that yeah. uh, human trafficking bill. Jeez, man, and they're going to bury it in that. Um, I just want to thank Mike Lee not only for standing up um, mm-hmm. for the rights of the unborn, but also calling out his own party. He didn't yeah, just say great. Congress has yet to blah blah blah. He's saying a Republican Congress, a pro-life Congress, has uh, failed to act on this. And if you're not going to act when you have, remember, remember the thing Boehner used to always say is like, we're one third of the, you know, or one half of one third of of the uh, power in Washington. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got everything, and you're still doing jack crap. So yeah, they're doing nothing. <sighs> and he had more to say to them uh, about that as well. Under this bill, neither the unborn nor taxpayers are any more protected from the abortion industry than they were under President Obama and a unified Democratic Congress. I understand that fighting on contentious issues comes with a cost. I understand it's not easy. But other things come with a cost, too. It's not just this that comes with a cost. So, too, does not fighting on them, especially in the rare moments when we could win. This Hmm. bill represents a significant opportunity missed. And missed at a time when we can't be sure how many more we will be given going forward. Yeah, maybe none. There you go. <clears throat> I mean, you might lose the House. You might even lose the Senate this time around. So, yeah, talk about opportunities missed. Yeah. In fact, the probability is, I don't know, 80% that they're going to lose the House. And then when that happens, remember this, the GOP will come to you. And they will say, we're going to have to get the Senate back. We're going to have to get the House uh-huh. back if we're going to get anything done. And then we'll, and then we'll, you know what we'll do is mm. we'll cut funding to Planned Parenthood. Will you now? Uh-huh. You had two years. You know what we'll do? What's that? What? Is we'll uh, build a wall on the border. Okay, but. You, you know what we'll do wait, what? is we'll, we'll finally get something done on illegal immigration. That's what we'll do. We'll do that. We'll do all of that. Just put us back in office. But but wait, you just had, I gave you two <clears throat> years of a Republican House. Yeah, and it's pre- damn Democrats and their obstructionism. No, but you had power. They, just, you, they, they were the party of no. You decide you, they what were comes the to the floor and vote. Right, but they were the party of no, and they kept saying no. But they didn't want us fine, to, so we, we have the majority of the votes. I know, but the Repu- Democrats didn't want to. Okay, but so we didn't want to hurt their feelings. Uh, you can't hurt their feelings and and say yes to things they're saying no to. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh, they don't want to use their majority to get things done. And you know what? To Mike Lee's point, the House created those provisions to stop Planned Parenthood funding. Yeah. The Senate said, eh, when we combine forces and we come out for a unified bill, uh, it's not going to be in there. Um, there is funding mm-hmm. for the wall in the budget bill right now. Uh, Senate's not going to do anything with that. No, they're not. It's it's ridiculous. And so we still have we have all the same problems. Border Patrol agents, in fact, in the Rio Grande Valley sector, apprehended more than 2,000 illegals during a, what, a month, a year, a week? No, a three-day period in a tiny, tiny little area known for a lot of illegal border crossings. 2,000. Now, they apprehend about one in five. So that means about 10,000 people. Out of the 10,000 that came through, 8,000 got by the Border Patrol. Unbelievable. Uh, And this is in three 
days. <clears throat> the groups consisted mainly of illegal immigrant families, unaccompanied children from Central America. The McAllen Station agents are being inundated right now with these uh, unaccompanied minors illegally crossing the border from Mexico. Now, what are they supposed to do with these unaccompanied minors? Because uh, they can't put them in a in detention. They can't put them in their own area. They can't put them in with the adults. So what are they supposed to do with them now that all of this focus has been on these kids at the border? What are you supposed to do with them? The Democrats will be yelling about it, whatever they do. I, I guess you just let them into the country. Once across the border, they turn themselves in to the first border patrol agent they can find. They're not trying to avoid the border agents. They're trying to find them. And uh, th- because they know they'll go to this court, they'll be asked to show up at a certain time, and they won't. Some, hopefully, uh, relative will come pick them up, take them deeper into the country. The continued flow of uh, illegals turning themselves into the border agents is creating an unsustainable situation, according to uh, the sector chief, Manuel Padilla. He said the transnational criminal organizations exploit family units and unaccompanied children populations and create diversions for agents, leaving areas along the Rio Grande vulnerable. So they tie up the Border Patrol agents with all these kids and the families and while they're tied up with the kids and the families they're sneaking the drugs and who knows terrorists cross the border and they've got uh free entrance into the country without border patrol agents hassling them in any way and it's and perfect you started off the story by saying what about ten thousand sneak through mm-hmm. in that three it's day about, period it's about five to one um, okay, so the ones they catch to the ones that cross, and that was just in the three day period. Yeah, okay, three so, days. So let's just say it's about a hundred thousand. Um, uh, sorry, so we got twenty thousand a week, roughly speaking, mm-hmm. that get through in this one sector. Correct, in one sector. Okay, so this yes. one sector, twenty thousand people times fifty two weeks. That's over a hundred thousand <laughs> people getting through in, in one sector. One freaking sector yeah now you now you multiply that uh by all the sectors and every year since i don't know when 2000 mm-hmm. when we when they first started saying we had 11 million people uh here illegally <laughs> and what do you think the real number is mm-hmm. i mean come on the real number is 25 or 30 million you know what we should do i've got a plan <clears throat> see follow me on this one let's elect a republican majority Put them in the House. The Senate gives the presidency to the Republicans. Mm-hmm. They will fix this mm-hmm. immediately, man. No, they will. Yeah, because they're really upset about this. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're real upset. I so I got to figure out how many sectors there are now. I'm sixteen sectors. It looks like, and there's no physical barrier in that segment of the U.S.-Mexico border. There's no wall. There's no fence. There's nothing. <laughs> it's just easy to cross and that's why they cross so frequently in that area uh so for everybody who says eh, we don't need a wall we don't need a wall you can tell them <laughs> they're out of their stinking minds because it's a, a wall is the only thing that would uh 
possibly slow down the traffic that comes through this border area. It comes through every border area. But, I mean, they keep telling us that there are too many, there's too many, you know, land features that prevent us from building a wall in that area. Okay. So, let's say that out of the 2,000-mile border, you can build a wall in 1,200 miles of it. Do it then. Let's start there. Let's get that done. And then we can worry about the other places where the landscaping features are such that it makes it difficult to build a wall. Fine. Build it on the 1,200 miles. Right. Oh, my goodness. These excuses are such bogus arguments. But let's just say, let's not exaggerate. Let's just say that that's a a sector where it's just crazy Mm -hmm. illegal activity coming through there. So I took the 16 sectors, multiplied it times the 104,000 uh, a year, mm-hmm. and then I divided that number by four. Let's just say that that place is that crazy that let's mm. just slice it and give it one-fourth to all the other 15 sectors. Anyway, okay. we're, we're at about a half a million illegals a year. Best case scenario. Uh, I think that's really, pretty conservative. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, if but. you want to have that low-end argument with someone, that's mm-hmm. still half a million too much. It's madness, man. But and even if it is only half a million mm-hmm. a year, and it's happened every year since 2000, yeah, uh, you know that's 10 million, 18 years worth of mm-hmm. that. It's at least 21 million then, because you're adding that to the 11 they already gave us credit for. And there you go. <laughs> Jeez, it's a monumental problem, and they continue to not do anything about it. And the president's getting pissed. He he asked him why, you know, he's yelling about why there's no provision for the border wall in this latest bill. Why are you still not funding a wall? Why? Well, first of all, I thought Mexico was going to pay for it. They're supposed to fund the oh, wall. Oh, that's right. right. You know so I mean? maybe he's so just waiting for the check to clear. They were just waiting for the check from Mexico to come. See, that's, well, that's his problem. Yeah, that's, that's the problem right coming. there. 888 <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, uh, Fat Lump, Michael Moore's uh, new movie. <laughs> oh, okay, that Fat Lump. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a Jeffy story for a second. No, okay. no, no. The, the Fat Lump, Michael Moore. Yep. Um, his movie kind of flopped. It was eighth <laughs> over the weekend. No. Fahrenheit 119 because that's so cute, because it's not 9-11 anymore. It's 11-9, meaning November 9th, the day after the election of Trump. That's a stretch. <laughs> so, that's a stretch. So brilliant. How many theaters was the Fat Lump able to squeeze into? <laughs> fat Lump, Michael Moore's movie, was in 1,719 theaters. Wow, that's a lot, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a good, it's, you know, the number one movie was in 3,500, but still. It, uh, it, only, it only averaged $1,804 per theater. It made three million one hundred thousand. Three million in its opening weekend. Well, he's not going to care that's about like that. That's like dead on arrival. Yeah, he's not going to care about that. Being no, because he doesn't want to make is. money. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't want to exactly you know? right. So it's a good. This is probably a good thing to him. He just he's just <laughs> in it for the art. Yep. 
And cheeseburgers, of course. Yes. Because he's a fat lump, and fat lumps need cheeseburgers. Gotta Just ask me. I eat them all the time. Maintain. Uh, but uh, the, the house with a clock in its walls was number one this week at 26.8 million. The house with, with a, a clock, clock in its walls. The heck is that about? I, uh, Ron is saying it looks pretty good. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. I I don't know about that. It's a, isn't that from a children's book or something like a classic book series? Let's uh, see. We featuring got Jack Black. Sixty-eight percent on Rotten <clears throat> Tomatoes. Metacritic. Uh, is 58%. that percent? Is that critics or is that is it that is audience? Sixty-eight percent tomato meter. Audience score fifty-two. So critics Ooh, 68, audience whoa, 52. Whoa, that is not good. I mean, it's, 68 for the critics, 52 for the audience? But what's not to love about a house with a clock in its walls? I know, right? Pat. Right? Uh, number two was A Simple Favor, which I don't, I don't know that movie either. Okay. That was at 10 million, way behind. The Nun was third. The Predator, 2018, was fourth well there's a new predator i guess so wow did you like the old one loved them loved it yeah you might like this too uh crazy rich asians is number five wow that's brought in 159 since it came out six weeks ago white boy rick i don't know that movie either but that got that brought in five million then peppermint and fahrenheit the fat lumps fahrenheit 11 9 <laughs> Followed by the Meg and searching, <laughs> rounding out the top ten. <laughs> by the way, the Predator twenty eighteen um, critic review is thirty four percent, audience forty six. Ooh, boy, that's bad. That one that, hurts. Okay, so that's probably not good. L- uh, check out Fat Lumps movie. Where where that is probably big with critics, and I'm sure the lefties that are all going to that love it too. So that oh. probably did well. Hang on, I'll get your answer in a second. I accidentally Googled fat lump Fahrenheit 11. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, critics 78, 78 on the fat lumps movie, mm-hmm. and uh, audience 57 percent. Okay, liked so it. that that's not good, right? Isn't that the squished tomato or something for the uh, audience? The audience has to get to 60 percent, I think. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> so the critics <laughs> certified is fresh. fresh, of course, yes, because they're all liberals. Certified fresh with critics, but it's I don't know on the audience. It just doesn't say like a neat little thing. It's just a popcorn bucket spilled popcorn bucket. So, that means it's not very good. I think I think that's what people trip over when they're running out and they see the fat lump on the screen. They're like, ah, <laughs> oh, let's get out of here, and then you got the tipped over popcorn bucket. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, I uh, mean, so that's a good thing that he that he's not doing well with this movie because he's a socialist anyway, and I'm sure that's great for him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and of course uh, at Pat Unleashed. I kind of want to see a simple Twitter. favor now because that's eighty four percent and eighty one percent, and it's a uh, Anna Kendrick percent. So. Um, <clears throat> that's uh, that that looks good just right there. Let's go and see it. What's it about? Does it, do I don't know. A, uh, I have not a clue. Because huh. I've never heard of that movie. And then all of a sudden, it's number either. two. Yep. Number two movie in the nation. I don't know anything about it. Mm. Uh, I will say this, though. The Browns have officially have officially said that Baker Mayfield will start this coming Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. Yes. That's awesome. I'm very excited about that. Did you see the game Thursday night? I sure did. so good. If you recall, that is the only time in history... That I've texted you and you. Oh yeah, and I was right there. Back. Is that like, really the only time? That is, it's the only time. It meant a lot to me, Pat. So it's the only time. <laughs> I guess because you've talked about it a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, so it, it really me. did mean a lot like, to me. I was like, Baker Mayfield is going into the game. I know. I'm watching it. Holy <laughs> crap, dude! I mean, that's not big news. The football game. It's the fact that Pat just immediately <laughs> replied. You weren't well, even that quick during the BYU game. I was texting you about. 
That's because I don't ch- I don't want people to mess up the game for me because I usually take. Oh no, it. that's a great idea. Oh, I record yeah. it. But see, you're dealing with a guy, and I can't speak for anybody else in your life, but I will absolutely never reach out and ruin it. Um, My the- sister went to the game mm-hmm. with her husband, mm-hmm. so they're at Cougar Stadium. And she's texting me all during the game. So I'm hearing my phone go off over and over and over and over. And she's got pictures and, and game updates. And the Cougars are winning and giving me the score. Oh, no. I don't watch yet. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? See, she doesn't know social media etiquette oh. or, or, or electronic <laughs> etiquette here. I, I got to show you. And this is the only mm-hmm. time I've ever done this because I'm very sensitive to that. Yeah. But the only time I did that was this weekend during the Husker game. And it was so horrifically bad. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if everybody, if I ruined it for everyone. So oh, I tweeted I out. I, I sent text. That was ugly, man. I sent text to all of my uh, Husker following friends, about 10 or 12 of them here. Mm-hmm. And I just copied and pasted the same text over and over to all of them. We are garbage. We are garbage. <laughs> we are garbage. I ain't ruining anything for anybody because everybody's either watching this and hating life as much as me, or they want to avoid the pain later when they watch us lose 56 to 10 to Michigan. When I, when I turned over... Uh, uh, to the game, uh, just to kind of check on how the Huskers were doing, and it was forty-nine to nothing. Uh, ooh, good golly! This is like last year for me. <laughs> In fact, it's worse than last year because they never took a beating that bad. <laughs> Even last year, when they were so bad, they lost to UMass. They never lost by forty-six points again. The worst beating I think was from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. 40 to 6, so that's 34. Mm-hmm. And that's then we avenged that. That's closer than we play Wisconsin last every weekend. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun <clears throat> game. And again, don't gloss over the highlight, the Husker highlight of the game. Which was? Which was when the Michigan kicker. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he missed, missed the extra point. It wasn't blocked. He no, just he missed, missed it. it. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> he just missed outright. I hate life. Oh, man. Football, uh, it's dead to me right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, the Braves are in the playoffs. Good. Yay. Yeah. All right. You're going to root for them. I'm, so are the Ast- I'm rooting for the Astros, as you know. But they're the champions. Root I know. for an underdog. And they're going to win again. Uh, but uh, but you could root for Baker Mayfield and, and the Cleveland Browns because, you know, it's they, they won their first game in two years yeah. last week. And even though that fact exists in our over-unders with Stu and Jeffy, I mm-hmm. picked the Browns to win more than five and a half games. Oh, and I think they they're will. They're up to one and a half right now because of that tie. Oh, that's right. So, I Oh, yeah, that need... could count as a half, couldn't it? Yeah, that would put me right at it. Yeah, so I yeah. actually need them to be 5, uh, 10, uh, and 1. Uh, uh, I think they're going to do better than that. Six wins, whatever. I really do. I think they're going to do a lot better than that. He, This kid is good. He's a winner. He is a winner. He's won, he won in high school. He won in college, both at Tech, at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma. When he walked on at both, wins the Heisman first round, first pick of the first round, and now he won again. So, yeah, I think he's going to do well this year. And I did not realize until you told me around the draft that he was a walk-on. Yeah, walk-on at both colleges. walk-on to starting anything. To Heisman Trophy To a Heisman Trophy to number one overall. That's awesome. It's a great story. Yeah, that is cool. It's a great story. And uh, that's probably why I love the kid. Anyway, 888-900-3393. We will have uh, more tomorrow. to share with you. Like I have what? no Give idea a, what it will be. What do you mean you have no idea? I have no idea. Let me see what you didn't get to today. All right. Let me see right you here. You can look at that. All right, you know what he's going to get to? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we got to get to this. Oh, yes, and this. Oh, great right. stuff, folks. Those you got to tune in tomorrow. Really good things. Noon Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
really tricky. Yeah. Keith. It was yeah. all, yeah, it was yeah. all really good That's stuff, right? That's a professional right? move right there. So we'll have that for you. And whatever happens between now and then. Oh, you're about to tweet Mark. out how to play like Beto O'Rourke at the guitar. You, you don't have to tell me that. I know that already. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.